93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Friday, February 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Four people barged into a Wawa in Philadelphia and attacked the employee inside, biting one and macing another, police say. It's nuts. I know. It happened at 2.30 uh, this morning at the Wawa at Tyson and the Boulevard in Mayfair. Police say two men and two women, ages 19 and 20, walked into the store, began stealing products and knocking other items to the ground. That's when the three Wawa employees called police. An altercation then occurred between the suspect and the employee. Employees. Police say one male employee was bit and another male employee was maced. A female employee suffered a cut on her lip. As the suspects were attempting to leave in a maroon vehicle parked in the lot, police arrived at the Wawa. The four suspects were placed under arrest. Good. Glad they yeah. got him. Yeah. Uh, in- items including a Mountain Dew bottle, a Snapple, and a basket of chips could be seen still in the vehicle as it remained in the parking lot hours after the arrest. The two male employees were taken to Nazareth Hospital for treatment. The female employee was taken to police headquarters to give a statement and then to the hospital. Which Wawa was it? It was in, in Mayfair. Mayfair. It was at Tyson and the Boulevard. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like... It- it's terrible to say, but when I heard it was at the boulevard, I'm like, of course. You yeah. know, like, what? why do these things always have to happen out that way? But, yeah, I mean, fortunately, it looks like the employees are going to be okay. But, I mean, just random. Four employees walked. I mean, four, um, yeah. you know, people walked in and attacked Started the Started being belligerent. It's funny, though, Preston. Uh, you know, whenever I stop by the, the Wawa, at, you know, early on the way into work. I'm in there and I'm like, who are, who are these people in here yeah, yeah. at this time? And they're probably looking at me. Who's this guy in here? Yeah. So, it's just, it's just, you know, it's a weird time. Yeah, at know? that time they're just trying to get their side work done. I remember yeah, yeah. walking into a while on my way into work, and I just saw this guy walking out with like four cartons of cigarettes. And to me, that's just, I was like, that's weird. And so I said to the Wawa employee, I'm like, wow, that guy wanted a lot of cigarettes early. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He, oh, he robbed the place. And he stole all of them. Oh, my God. They, so, but he's, you know, that poor guy working a while, he's just doing his side work. He's just getting his coffee sure. ready for the morning rush or whatever. Oh it's no man's land when you're doing <laughs> yeah. that. That's why, you know, for you're, you you probably, they know you when you stop by the Wawa oh, yeah. in the morning. And so, you know, it's, now, you know, you're the only Shelton one coming Victoria, in. Victoria, I know I'm, uh, they, the yeah. same people. I see them every morning. And uh, I see the same people stocking shelves and stuff yeah. every morning, too. Yeah. You know what? The best early morning Wawa visit for me is when we're at Keenan's because you're walk in there everyone knows you know is coming to the show they're it's awake packed. everyone's happy it's <laughs> memorial day weekend hey kathy hey preston you know like yeah, everyone's yeah. just nice and it's a friendly environment yep. uh so hopefully everybody's going to be okay but they did get all four suspects so that's good police in upper providence township are investigating vandalism at an amphitheater the vandals left behind thousands of dollars of damage inside the amphitheater at anderson farm park upper providence township police say a group of at least three teenagers destroyed mostly everything in sight uh two storage rooms were ransacked. Light fixtures, halogen lights, fans, fire extinguishers, and other equipment were all broken. The vandalism of several American flags had Upper Darby, Pro, I'm sorry, Upper Providence Detective Shay Johnson extremely angry. He said, everyone, whether you're a juvenile or an adult, knows the American flag does not go on the floor, and you definitely don't soil it or damage it. First thing we did when we entered this room... Shot him. 
was put no. it back up where it should have been. Left Behind was more than $10,000 in damage. The amphitheater is used by summer day, day camps, outdoor theater, and concerts in the park. Police say the vandals did leave one big clue behind, their bong. <laughs> their bong. <laughs> Listen, someone will know whose bong that is if they put a picture on <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, Dude, I've seen that. Know it well. Mm-hmm. LaSalle University officials have announced a plan for the school's first dog-friendly residence hall. Upperclassmen who choose to live at St. George Hall may now apply to have a small dog, 30 pounds or less, in their dorms beginning in the fall. I had a bunny rabbit one, and it was, like, so illegal. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get caught having this stupid rabbit. (laughs) Um, George wouldn't let you keep it. (laughs) No. I ended up giving giving it to a friend of mine. But, you know, like, you just kind of want to, you know, like, my friends had a cat. But yeah. they lived off campus, and right. that was, like, legal. I, that would be awesome to be able yeah. to have a dog on campus. You know what? I think, too, it's probably encouraging upperclassmen to stay in the dorms, um, or at least uh, a, an, another way to do so, because you have to be an upperclassman in order to uh, apply to have a dog there. Interesting. Yeah. Students enjoy having animals on campus, whether it's during a uh, our Pause for Pause stress buster event each semester or through our ongoing partnership with Purina, said Vice President of Student Affairs. We recognize that there are mental, physical, and emotional benefits to having a pet and are excited to provide this option to our on-campus community. University officials say the initiative expands uh, beyond the existing emotional support animal policy. New amenities will include a dog run, on-campus washing station, and a lounging space. How about that? Yeah, cool. In sports this morning. Brendan Gallagher had his first career hat trick, and the Canadians beat the Flyers 5-1 last uh, night in Montreal. Uh, yeah. Carter Hart gave up three goals on nine shots for his second consecutive game. He was also pulled uh, at 10-23 of the Flyers game on Tuesday after conceding three goals on nine shots and a 5-2 home loss to Tampa Bay. The Flyers are back in South Philly tomorrow night with an outdoor game at the link against their cross-state rivals, the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll see if that happens. I heard a uh, steady rain this morning. The nationally televised game is scheduled to start at 8 o'clock. Bobin Marjanovic had 19 points and 12 rebounds and made three key free throws in the final minute and a half to help the Sixers beat the Miami Heat 106-102 to last night at the center. Tobias Harris had 12 of his 23 points in the fourth quarter, and J.J. Redick hit a late three-pointer to help the Sixers win their first game without Joel Embiid. He's expected to miss at least a week with a sore left knee. Ben Simmons added 21 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. The Sixers are at home to Tomorrow afternoon with the game against the Portland Trailblazers and tip-off is at 1 o'clock. And in other basketball news, the NBA has formally proposed changing the draft eligible age requirement from 19 to 18 years old to the Player Association. The timing of the formal proposal is not related to the knee injury suffered by Duke freshman and likely number one overall draft pick Zion Williams on Wednesday night, according to a published report in USA Today. The NBA negotiated to have high school players out of the draft in the 2005 collective bargaining agreement, but under commission, uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, the NBA has changed course on its thinking regarding early entry. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kath. We're going to move along quickly because we have a lot to do today. Several people are going to be on the program. We have a number of guests stopping by in studio. They would include writer and director of a film called Greta, which is coming out on March 1st. Uh, Neil Jordan is going to be here. This is a thriller. He was responsible for a few movies you may have heard of, like The Crying
Chain Game and Interview with a Vampire, uh, just to name a couple. So he's stopping in early, a little after 7 o'clock. We have everybody, Frank Caliendo, who's going to be at Parks Casino tonight. Yes. So Frank is stopping in for a little bit, probably play a game with him. Mr. Skin is getting in touch with the 20th. It's a big one for him. 20th Annual Anatomy Awards. It's just loaded with categories, Preston. So we will have Mr. Skin on, and in conjunction with that, our buddy Rich Voss is going to be here today, too. Rich is at Helium Comedy Club tonight. And I think Voss is a nominee for one of the Mr. Skin Awards. Oh, dear God. Uh, so <laughs> Rich will be in, and we also have Mr. John Ratzenberger on yeah. the program, too. Uh, he is promoting uh, Toy Story 4, which is in theaters June 21st, so we'll uh, take a call from him. And he's he's been in every single Pixar movie ever made. I love it. Yeah, so uh, we'll talk to him. And also our friends from Godshall's Turkey Bacon. Going to be here this morning, which means we got a lot of giveaways in conjunction with those guys, too, and other things to make sure that we set you up with before the weekend gets to us fully. So these things and more taking place, like I said, we're going to break right away, come back in a second. We'll have a stupid question. We have uh, sad news from the world of music to pass along to you and a few other stories as well. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Here comes the MMR. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st, for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com to score lift tickets for just 20 bucks and for details on how to register your sled to compete for cash and prizes. From WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. Scoot up Valentine's Day? Diamonds will get you out of the doghouse. Make it up to her with Stevens Angel Heart Diamond Necklace for only $128. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut, Stevens Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thank you, Kathy. Stupid question this morning: Four pack of tickets, Atlantic City Boat Show. Yeah, the twenty seventh through March third. I love and the boat show. I noticed, and the question that I have for you today is: In nineteen seventy six, this is a Black History question. He made his NBA debut by coming off the bench for the Philadelphia seventy sixers. After that. He started every game till he retired in 1987. Whoa. Who was he? 215-263-WMMR. I'll, I'll read it again. In 1976, he made his NBA debut by coming off the bench for the 76ers. After that, he started every game till he retired in 1987. Who was he? That's awesome. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. And I'm going to go through. What is wrong with me? What's uh, happening? Uh, no, I got it. I got it. I'm just, I'm, is that? I'm normally very orderly. What's happening to you? With my entertainment news and stories and things. and um, Paper clips that are color-coordinated. All out of whack. All right, so uh, let's go through the birthdays. That's what we're going to do. Today is February 22nd. 
Drew Barrymore's birthday is today. Yes. Uh, Drew Barrymore is 44 years old. Today. She is the host, or she's one of the judges on this new talent competition. Really? It's basically like America's Got Talent, but it's something like a lot of people have talent. Or <laughs> How many are there, there now? Yeah. How many are there? 4,400. Oh. It turns out, you know what it turns out? The big lie is not a lot of people, people have, have talent. talent. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So she's going to be, is this a... She's one of the uh, judges. Yeah, any other names that you can recall? Anybody? She's the big one. Okay. Um, yeah. James Corden, Steve is on it. Faith okay. Hill. Okay. And then, oh, and RuPaul. 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 Yeah. The world's best. The world's best, literally, the world's best at everything. Wait a minute. It says after the Super Bowl. That's when it premiered. CBS. Really? Yeah. Oh, and that's why we've been hearing all about so it. So much about, about it. it. Yeah, that's weird, though. Is, it, that, is that not like a major step down for her? Uh, I don't know. Like she was the, doing. She's never she, done anything like this, right? Yeah, like the main reason why you don't see somebody like Al Pacino doing Dancing with the Stars. Like he wait, loves to dance. I'm but... giving them a ten. <laughs> the Givens kids. I, I you know, um, I don't know if it's if they threw a lot of money at her. Maybe not. Yeah. Hang on, Marissa wants to weigh in. I do follow her on Instagram. She's fun. She has a makeup line that's available in like um, I don't know. It's available at like. CVS's and and big box stores or something, mm. but maybe she's pushing that. She was also doing that cannibal That's show, awesome. right? The um, oh, the Santa Clarita diet. diet yes. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Is that still on? I, I don't, don't think know. so. I don't yeah. care for it. She's forty four today. Uh, Jerry Ryan, the actress who we got to know on uh, Star Trek Voyager, is uh, seven of nine. Possibly the tightest outfit ever worn by anyone on television. She was also on uh, Boston Public. She yep. is uh, fifty one today. Thomas Jane, yeah, has his birthday. I like um, him. Yeah, I like. I just watched something, Steve, and I got almost completely all the way through the movie until I realized that he was the main character in the movie. <laughs> really? What it's was called? Nineteen Twenty Two. It's on Netflix. It's a Stephen King story, and uh, it's good. It's yeah. typical Stephen King. You know, messes with your head a little right, bit. Right, it's right, right. You know, tormented person who has to deal with these. Who does a terrible thing and has to deal with it? It gets on his conscience. But he plays a farmer in 1922, and he kind of talked with his mouth partly closed. I'm like, man, that guy looks familiar. Did he have like prosthetics on or anything? Or no, just, he yeah. just uh, he, he was kind of thin, and right. he just didn't it didn't look like him. Uh, and I'm like, all right, and he did a great job. He's he's a fantastic actor. Is it a movie or a, or a series? It's a movie. Right. Okay, yeah, it's an hour and a half long. He's actually and, pretty jacked. Uh, yeah, and uh, so he's he's a great actor. He was you know. Uh, the Mist. We've talked about that before. He was and also uh, uh, he also played the Punisher in a movie with a John Travolta. Correct. And uh, sixty one. He's Excellent. really really great. And as uh, Mickey Mantle, he's uh, fifty years old today. Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. Uh, Blue Velvet. Twin Peaks. Dune. The, the Doors. Yeah. yeah. And Dune. Of course, he played uh, Paul Atreides. Uh, and but, he's funny. He's uh, he he as an actor, he can be really self deprecating. Yeah. And uh, I like him a lot. Oh. Yeah. He's the dad in Inside Out. Yeah. Yes. Ah. The voice of uh, of the father. Oh, you're correct. Right. Yeah. And Diane Lane was the mom. Oh. They they do fairly generic adult yeah. voices, and you don't really pick up on it unless you go back and take a look at the uh, the names. But God, yeah. that was such a good movie. It's I go back and forth between the first Incredibles movie and Inside Out as my all time so favorite animated films. They're excellent. Yep. Yeah. I think he also played the mayor on Portlandia, Nick. If you, uh, oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, he is 60. There you go. So a big birthday for him. And last birthday is uh, Dr. J. Dr. Julius Irving is 69 years old today. It's amazing. So happy birthday to you, Dr. J. Let's see if we can get an answer to this uh, stupid question 
1976, he made his NBA debut by coming off the bench for the Philadelphia 76ers. After that, he started every started every game till he retired in 1987. Who are we speaking of? And I will go to Gavin. Hi, Gavin. Good morning. Actually, Kevin. Oh, oh. hi, Kevin. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, do me a favor and tell me the player that we're talking about. I'm hoping it's his birthday today and it's the great Dr. J. You are correct. What a streak. Yep. Nice job, Kev. Hang on the line. We're going to get your info. And we are going to give you a four-pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show, February 27th through March 3rd at the Atlantic City Convention Center. You can visit acboatshow.com. I want to meet Dr. J. Me too. All the Again. years here in in uh, in the world of media in Philadelphia, and have never met the legend. I I would love to meet him. He's so away well. a lot doing the Doctors Without Borders. Oh, is that what he <laughs> yeah, does? Yeah. I believe him and Matt Cord are on like first name basis. Really, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, he's a Dr. J, and he, and uh, Dr. J calls him Hey You. <laughs> hey there, buddy. <laughs> I his... met Dr. J. Matt introduced me to him. He was very nice. It was quick. Hello. He shook my hand. His hand was giant, and yeah. that was that. <laughs> He did. Yeah. He put his whole hand around your head. <laughs> he could. I mean, he, nice could, to meet he absolutely you. could. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he's amazing. All right, let's get into some of the entertainment stories. Uh, Empire star, star Jesse Smollett appeared in court yesterday after surrendering to police earlier in the morning. Uh, he faces one felony count of disorderly conduct for allegedly filing a false police report. His bond was set at a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, he was also, and I think he's out on bond now. Yes. Uh, he was also ordered to surrender his passport. He's due back in court on March 14th. Prosecutors say that he was disappointed by Fox's reaction to the, quote, racist and homophobic letter that was sent to the Empire set and addressed to him. He allegedly, allegedly sent the letter or arranged to have it sent. Uh, the letter contained written threats, cutout letters, and powdery substance later found to be ibuprofen. Uh, Smollett then staged an attack, according to prosecutors. He paid two brothers $3,500 to fake an attack on him. He allegedly texted one of the brothers, uh, M- uh, Embola Asundario, uh, and he wrote, uh, might need your help on the low. You around to meet up to talk face-to-face. At a press conference after the hearing, Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson said Smollett was motivated to write the letter and stage an attack because he was, quote, dissatisfied with his salary. That's what they're saying. And I think they had they had the assistant DA out there, President. Did you see that press conference? The woman outside the um, no. the courthouse? Yeah, here she is, Risa Lanier. And she actually went through the entire, what their evidence has yielded. He, he did so many dumb steps along the way. He actually paid them with a check. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Oh, my God. This guy's an idiot. Um, and whatever his motivation behind it, like, listen, dude, he's just, he's got a screw loose. That's, well, what's, go- that's they, what's up, man. Well, they apparently have, they have texts between him and the, these brothers before the whole thing and after the whole thing. Uh, Johnson said, uh, Eddie Johnson, the uh, Chicago police superintendent, said, I'm left hanging my head and asking why. Why would anyone, especially an African-American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make false accusations? So it's underway, and uh, he's got a trial date coming up. His other big mistake was taking selfies with him on the night of the thing. Yeah, probably not it a good idea. It was not a good idea. Uh, this was sad news. The monkeys, Peter Tork, passed away yesterday. He was 77 years old. At a family home in Connecticut following a decade-long battle with adenoid cystic carcinoma. It's a uh, rare cancer of the salivary glands. 
Um, he was here uh, a few years back in uh, in 2012 and uh, was just the nicest guy. It was a really great interview. We enjoyed hanging out with him. We're big Monkees fans. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a number of Monkees songs on, uh, you know, now I see it on my iPod and my music collection. Let's just say that, yeah. So uh, it's uh, a super talented guy. Uh, Torque is the second member of the Monkees to die following the February 29th, 2012 death of uh, David Jones, of course, who died of a heart attack. He was 66 years old. Uh, Torque, who celebrated his birthday on February 13th, was cast as the naive and dim-witted bassist on the Emmy Award-winning NBC musical comedy, which ran during only the 1966 and 67 season. Yet the legend lives on. Yeah. You know, it's funny because he himself... You know, is was one of the more acerbic members of the group there, and here he is playing the dullard. You know, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Uh, Torque had made a uh, name for himself in the Greenwich Village folk scene, forming with various members of the Love and Spoonful, and briefly dating Mama Cass Elliot. Uh, it was uh, Stephen Stills, a friend from his folk days, who convinced him to audition for the Monkees pilot. What is this we're playing? I know love. This is a Peter Tork song, apparently. He was not one of the. Uh, he he sang only sang on a couple of songs, and they weren't any hits. Did he sing on Angie Griselda? Yes, he did. Yes, he was the lead singer of yeah. that. Uh, so during his uh, original four year stint with the band, uh, he sang lead on songs like Steve said, Angie Griselda, and Shades of Grey. Out of all the group's members. Uh, Torque was by far the most musically accomplished. He played guitar, bass, banjo, and keyboards during the group's 60 shows and recording sessions. I remember he used to be a litmus test, Preston, which who was your favorite. You know, it's the same with the Beatles, mm-hmm. and they were called the Prefab Four, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Monkees. I was always a, a Mickey guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, it was uh, Torque's songwriting on such tracks as the Monkees' outgoing theme song, For Pete's Sake. We were just talking about that the other day. And Can You Dig It from their 1968 head soundtrack that made him stand apart from his more popular bandmates. Marissa actually pulled up a couple of segments from the interview we did, Casey. Yeah, yeah, I got them. Uh, and let's see if you can, uh, we'll play one. This is, uh, it says Peter Tork intros himself. So I haven't listened to these yet. I'm not sure what they are, but here we go. Our next hey, guest. WMMR is thrilled to the point of nausea to present <laughs> me, Peter Tork. <laughs> the first time we've ever had a guest introduce himself. I'm impressed. I just can't trust you guys. <laughs> uh, here's another clip. It says, humble, humble about the monkeys. There we go. Shoe suede blues. I Shoe love suede blues. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. And how long, is, how long has that band been together? I, I don't even know for sure. Something like 13 or 14 years. Okay. A little bit more or less. And, and I, I uh, you know, I can't possibly go on without letting you know that we, yes, indeed, we do actually do do some songs from that, that group I used to belong to. <laughs> yes, yeah. Which will remain anonymous. Uh, <laughs> not for too long. Monkeys Anonymous. Monkeys Anonymous. I, t- I tell you Hi, what. I'm Peter. I'm, an anon- I, I'm, a, for- I'm a recovering monkey. <laughs> we, I had we a actually... slip last summer. <laughs> uh, did, did you? You felt yeah, you I got went, back I, on? I again last summer, yes. <laughs> By the way, I loved the name of his band, Shoe Suede Blues. Yeah. That's a great name. So he was, he was battling this, uh, this thing... And I know we have some more clips there, Preston. But so was did he was was he had to have it when he was here with us because I think it was a number of years, right? Yeah, I well, I think I thought he I read he was diagnosed in two thousand nine. All right, so yeah, yeah. Uh, he was here in twenty twelve. Right, uh, here's him talking about because uh, Davy had passed away the year that we had him by. So this is him talking about that. It was sad. I uh, I miss him. Um, we're showing in the studio a picture of the the two of us jamming together, yeah. cranking on the keyboard, and Josie's cranking on the tambourine. You know that David Letterman top ten list had Davy Jones. 
is listed as among the top ten tambourine players of all time <laughs> at numbers eight and three. Eight and three. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And then one more clip, and uh, this is uh, Peter. They they all got a chance to meet the Beatles at one point, and it was, they were just blown away yeah, by yeah. that. So here's him talking about that. Speaking mm-hmm. of the Beatles, were you uh, as intimidated as one might be when you guys had uh, the chance to early on in your career? As, as you were hitting, though, uh, had a chance to have an audience with those guys? Well, it's interesting. Uh, we met at a at, – there, there was an arranged kind of function, and we, we got to hang out with them for uh, for an <laughs> evening. And it was pretty easygoing. You know, Good. it was, you know, Mickey uh, – uh, John Lennon and uh, George Harrison came in singing the Hare Krishna chant, only going, Mickey, Mickey, Dolan's, 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 Mickey, Dolan's, Mickey, Dolan's. Are you kidding? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, so it was all very easygoing. And, uh, and, and uh, to this day, uh, Mickey hangs with – uh, Paul and says, you know, what a great guy he is. Oh, that's and, cool. and, and then months later, I ran across John on the street and got tongue tied. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Is yeah. that wild? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so sad news that uh, that he passed away. Um, you know, there's statements from uh, from all kinds of uh, people in the world of music. I'll get to those a little bit later on in in music news. So that's just sad. We we're bummed out to hear that. Well, you know, also you did the series and then the movie they did Head, which was written by Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the, all those the, the whole collective. There's a lot of pop culture that came out of that nexus, that monkey's nexus. Yeah, sad news. All right, let's move on to the more uh, uh, the more frivolous. Yes, it's what we do best: frivolous uh, and weightless. Chloe, there you go. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Uh, while she didn't name names, uh, she definitely addressed her breakup with boyfriend Tristan Thompson on Instagram stories. Uh, oh, just a quick question. Who the hell are you protecting since the world knows exactly what happened? I know. What's the, what's the reason for being discreet? So, of course, uh, just to bring you back up to speed, uh, <laughs> Tristan got busted cheating with Chloe's sister, Kylie's friend, Jordan. Got all that? Yeah, who lives okay. in Kylie's guest house. Not anymore. Not anymore. Threw her ass right out. Kicked her to the curb, Preston. Uh, Chloe posted three quotes and one photo. The first said, the worst pain is getting hurt by a person you explained your pain to. I think getting hit by a train is probably pretty <laughs> yes. bad, too. Ooh, yeah, that's having your worse. nails taken out. Yeah, ripped out yes. by the train that's rolling over you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's bad. Or having, you know... Uh, Car jumper uh, cables attach your nipples. nipples. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, that would be very painful on a moving train that's being driven by your cheating husband. That's yeah. got to be worse. So I think that was a, a very uh, a lame statement. Then getting hurt by the person you explained your pain to. Yeah. So the second quote said, uh, "Somebody needs to hear this. That betrayal was your blessing." Mm. And then the third read, "If." They ask you about me, tell them she was the only person that loved me with honesty, and I broke her. What are you talking about? If they ask about me. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Broke her. Honestly. Enough. She, she Googled breakup quotes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, by the way, Gotta she wasn't be. at the Sixers game last night, was she? There was a blonde Ooh, that Kendall looked... Kendall or... No, no, oh, no. Oh, Chloe. Chloe. No, there's a chick who looks... It was Edgar Winter. Like her? No, she's Steve. She looks very much like Chloe Kardashian. I think she... it's Ben's sister. Okay, really? Yeah. She, she was sitting courtside where Kendall has been sitting, mm-hmm. and I would thought it'd be really odd if Chloe was at the game last night, but apparently it was not. Okay, uh, you know how you can tell that it's Chloe. She's always waving for the salmon vendors. <laughs> and then she posted a Roy Lichtenstein-like drawing of a woman crying. Okay. So we all know what that My means. My soul right? weeps. What? 
I, I don't know. If only there had been signs. Yeah. Like there were nine of them. Yeah. Kylie, meanwhile, posted two late night <sighs> selfie videos of herself in PJs reportedly after giving Woods the boot. Woods has been, Jordan Woods has been reportedly, oh. has, has moved back in with her mom. I forgot that Jordan's last name was Woods. And I'm yeah. Like, Who's Woods? Saying, James no, Woods. Icky Woods. Icky, yeah. yeah. Thank you, the Shuffle. Bengals. That's funny. That's where my brain went to. <laughs> From where? From the Bengals. Remember the Icky Shuffle? And then he was in that commercial. Yeah. Get your cold cuts. Oh, cold I thought cuts. I, when you said bangles, I thought you meant walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> that's what no, that's right. right. The bangles. The bangles. I like, I like what? Them. Yeah, we are all over. All the place. over. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is the most uninformative. Uh, so when how does she know him? When she was spotted out and about Thursday, Woods appeared to be wearing shoes with a message for someone. One Whoa. slider from the Japanese brand Undercover, uh, and were originally priced at one hundred sixty-five dollars, said balance, and the other one said chaos. People are okay. reporting on this. Oh my God! They, they uh, think there's they 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 think there's so much gravitas to what's written on their shoes and their Instagram account. So we're not sure if uh, they're going to forgive her or not. Uh, meanwhile, Mike Fleiss, the creator and executive producer of The Bachelorette, tweeted. He wants Chloe to star in the next season. Wow. Mm. That's a winner. Oh, my right there. God. That's a good idea. Dude, they yeah. would have to pay her like $50 million. There's no way she'd do it yeah. because the end of it is supposed to result in marriage. Right. And there's no way. They, they would. I know, but yeah. they never even they wouldn't even play along with that. I Mm-mm. couldn't think. There's no way. The good thing is that the marriages never take, and they never actually happen. So, and they would because I think that they would see people on on a show like that as desperate people. You know I love I mean? you, Chloe. Yeah, so I love you. But he threw it out there. That would be pretty brilliant. It would know? be. It's yep. not like the show is hurting for ratings, though. It's a mm-hmm. juggernaut. Meghan Markle presumably got an epic haul at her two hundred thousand dollar New York City baby shower. Her famous friends, including Serena Williams and Amy Amal Clooney, uh, reportedly footed the epic bill. But none of the attendees found out who gave what because the Duchess opted not to open any of the gifts. Uh, That would suck. Gail King, who attended, confirmed that she received gifts, which, by the way, is against royal protocol, but decided to wait and open with them with her husband, Prince Harry. Uh, the pair expecting the first child in April. Did you hear what George and Amal uh, also did for her? They flew her back on their private jet. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so they arranged the wow. transportation. I mean, how quickly did she become friends with all the... I mean, people, she was just yeah. on suits or whatever, right? And then yeah. before that, she was holding a briefcase for Howie Mandel. <laughs> and now she's hanging out with George and Amal. It seems like a likely progression, right? Howie Mandel, the monarchy. Uh, guests at the shower learned that... Uh, what does this mean? <laughs> it's, right, is Chloe writing this stuff? It's a, listen, Heart weeps, pain. Well, listen, guests at the shower learned make shower arrangements together. <laughs> oh, Preston, it's a news service called Frankenstein News. <laughs> guests at the shower fire, make shower. Bad. Uh, no, I guess they learned how to make. <laughs> no, shower, shower entertainment report. <laughs> Lil Zob, bad. <laughs> Takashi, Takashi 69, 69. Good. Bad. No, he's bad. bad. <laughs> Chloe, good. Yeah. Tristan, bad. <laughs> there's always a there's always a mention of fire in the entertainment report. <laughs> yeah. Fire, bad. bad. 
Uh, Fire in Bel Air. (laughs) 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 Set of new movie destroyed. Uh, so Gail King reported and added that all of their arrangements were donated to charity after the event. Without even opening them? What if no, they no, were no, like no, incredible no, sex toys? No, the arrangements. The arrangements. Well, I hope you didn't not, donate it to charity. It was not a five-headed dildo. Uh, <laughs> five? Yes, absolutely. So we can all have fun. Attendees also left with uh, suitcases as party favors. Mm. Okay. Wow. That was just a reminder that, hey, you used to be a suitcase model. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. We could send you back. Yeah. 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 Uh, Megan's sister-in-law, Kate Middleton, with whom she is rumored to have strained relations, did not attend. She was reportedly away with her husband, Prince William, and their three kids on a ski vacation because school is out of session. This but she did. She just tweeted her a picture of her sitting on the couch watching TV. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy. So Natalie Portman has been granted a temporary restraining order against a man who she says got into her gated community and showed up outside of her home. Uh, the alleged stalker told police his name was John Wick, by the way. Really? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, he's on the limb. Stay away from him. Uh, he... all, the, all the hit men in the world are trying to take up that contract on so him. So this guy has been ordered to stay 100 yards away from Portman, her husband, and their two children. Uh, hearing has been scheduled for next month, and Portman reportedly hopes to make the order permanent. Uh, police sources tell the site that the man, who hails from Colorado, claims that he spoke to Portman multiple times telepathically. No. Oh, you don't understand. Why would she deny that? Uh, police say that uh, he didn't respond to the name on his license, but did respond to John. To John Wick. John Wick. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. Oh, my God. By the way, what are they paying for security for if he, he gets right into the community? Yeah. Well, I guess they would let John Wick in. Um, Do you guys see the Taron Egerton, Elton John, uh, Rocketman trailer? I did. Looks great. It looks really yeah. good. He is really, that guy's talented. He is super talented, and, he, and you know, I buy him as Elton John, no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. far into Elton John's career does this movie go? Two, no. uh, about an hour ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Not really sure. Okay. I don't know. They'll they'll take it up to a some pivotal point, an important moment, yeah. kind of like what they did with uh, with Queen, because they didn't go through the whole story of Freddie Mercury, but they took it up to what was a, uh, a seminal moment in the band's history. So that I would imagine they'll do something with him like that, but I can't think of what that might be off the top of my head. Maybe I don't know when Lady Diana died, or uh, I, I possibly that that thing, so, something that, that would be a deal. big concert. You know what might be it? Well, if they follow the model of Bohemian Rhapsody. He he had that that whole issue with his vocal cords. Remember, they didn't know whether he'd be able to sing again. I don't remember that. Okay, okay. So, yes, it was oh. a big traumatic thing. They had to I guess, some sort of polis or something. They had to remove from his vocal cords. And I remember one of the first big. In fact, they made a, a double album out of it. It was him performing at the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, maybe that's where they they take it. You remember one of the things about Elton John that I recall that I was so impressed with? Do you remember when uh, when AIDS first started to rear its head and everybody was just terrified? Yeah. Um, there was a little boy who came down with it. Ryan White. Yeah, and Elton befriended him. Yes. And uh, was was close to him and made sure that that kid... Looked after him. It was it was a really beautiful thing, so I don't know if they'll cover that in the in the movie at all, mm-hmm. but, uh, but that was pretty special. Do you have a favorite Elton John song that is not a radio hit? That is not a radio hit? Uh, um, I, I have one that I love from an earlier, earlier album called Leave On. Oh yeah. my God, Levon's a great song. Yeah. Uh, mine would be "Love Lies Bleeding," a funeral for a friend. "Love Lies Bleeding." Mine that, would be that song is just epic. unbelievable. Yeah, a border song. 
That's a great song. Mm-hmm. My, one possibly my all time favorite song that just gives me joy. And and I mean, you know, I've got a lot of favorite songs. I've got you know Beatles songs that will forever be the greatest things I've ever heard. But a song that never fails to make me happy, but it's a radio hit, is Benny and the Jets. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just yep. absolutely love I get excited when I hear that crowd. The oral quality. I love it. Not uh, O-R-A-U-R-A-L. Uh, the, the whole presentation is uh, is, is great. Yeah. I, listen, that was the first record I got when I got a record player. And really? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. And for some reason, my father got me Roberta Flack. <laughs> really? But hey, I liked Roberta She's Flack. She's great. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. I love everything about this song. I love the way his, uh, the echo on his voice. It sounds like they're in, in live in concert. Mesmerizing. It just makes me happy. So, uh, Paramount Pictures dropped the trailer yesterday. The film promises to be a journey fueled by drugs, hooks, and glitter, it says. Uh, Rocket Man will land in theaters on May 31st. Should be pretty cool. Oh, they're excited over there at the uh, Wendy Williams show because her six-week a- six absence from the show is coming to an end. She has, uh, she's been on leave since January 18th to, cont- uh, to contend with health issues. Haven't you been reporting over the past couple of weeks that the crew yeah. has been ecstatic while exactly. she was away? Yeah, I was being sarcastic. Yeah. They, they have been absolutely loving work again since this one And person life in general yeah. has been gone. Uh, <laughs> that's a conversation sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when somebody left... We finally started to have fun. You know what I mean? I throughout my years, I've had bosses where, when they went away on vacation or something. Oh. I mean, I worked for one of the earliest versions of you know when they were when they were called uh, HBO Homebox. Yeah, you know, Homebox. going all the yeah, way back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this guy went away on vacation one time. I was there for two weeks. And the job became joyous and wonderful, and, yeah. but it was nightmarish while he was there. I was I was having dinner with one of my best friends is in town last night, and uh, he he has a job that uh, he took his position that he just got was taking over for a guy who is a well known douchebag. Oh, and so everyone he's in, he's in sales, and everyone he's encountering now is like. Thank God <laughs> that guy's gone. Yeah, it's a breath of and fresh this air. It's going to be so nice yeah. to work with you. So, you know, it's always nice when somebody like that leaves. But Wendy's coming back. Yay. So she's been on leave since January 18th. She's had her health issues, including a fractured shoulder and complications from the immune system uh, uh, issue Graves disease. Yes. Uh, Williams is reportedly on the mend and ready to return. But my, my I guess is she accelerated her return in light of all the news that everyone was having a blast without her there. <laughs> so oh my God. There. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm coming in. I could see her being a, a, a diva and, a, and just a royal <laughs> pain to work for. Her whole general persona is that yeah. of a diva. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why would it not be you know, that way off the. Unless she gets. Like, unless it's like Gilbert Gottfried. I could see people her treating people beneath her as, yeah. as dirt, you know. But and they're they're they got to get ready for it. Uh, a documentary about uh, jazz legend Billie Holiday is in the works. Uh, she was born in Philadelphia. Uh, what I did not know that yeah, uh, Rick Williams taught me that on uh, no kidding. Black she History. was married to Larry Fine. She was not married to Larry Fine, oh. but there's a uh, plaque for uh, Billie Holiday is somewhere in Philadelphia, and Rick Williams was going around and doing, um, and so was Juices. 
uh, all the different uh, African American plaques in Philadelphia, and there are a lot of them. They're really impressive. Do you know who's really close with her? Very, very famous comedic actor uh, that she kind of babysat a bit. Uh-uh. Oh, I know. Yeah, Richard Pryor. No, Billy Crystal. Oh. Really? Whoa, Billy, Billy Crystal. And Billy. Because Billy's Billy Crystal's father was uh, ran a record shop in New York City, and oh. jazz was Billy. was the music. And so uh, he knew all the jazz grades. Hmm. Uh, and in fact, at his funeral, uh, Duke Ellington and Count Basie were there. Who, whose funeral? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Billy Crystal's father. Okay. And when he passed, uh, all these jazz greats were at his funeral. That's wild. And Billy Holiday was uh, was she would take Billy to go to the movies, and they, and she uh, he would call her Miss Billy, and she would call him Mister Billy. It's, it was in one of his. Uh, uh, one man show. That is wild. Routines he did. It's yeah. It's pretty wild. So they're they're working on a movie about her. It's going to be directed by James Erskine and has the support of her estate. The film's going to follow her life uh, through fan and journalist Linda Lipnack Kuhl, who began a bi- uh, biography of Holiday in 1970 and recovered interviews with Charles Mingus, Sarah Vaughn, Tony Bennett, uh, Count Basie. And Holiday's step-parents. Uh, also, it sounds like a great movie. Doesn't it, though? <laughs> Not At only... any point do they make it to San Francisco, I, you, Probably. You know there's a lot of poop out there. I hear there's... All the, over the streets. It's, like, piled up Absolutely. high. Absolutely. You can actually, uh, you know, get caught in it. if you. I don't care how strong the wind is. You can always smell it. Uh, now, also, they will be... Uh, it'll be through interviews with uh, lovers, school friends, jailmates, lawyers, pushers, pimps, and the FBI agents who arrested her. So if you talk about an incredibly... T- tumultuous, troubled life, and the fact that she was a genius as well, you know, and super talented. Now, I hear that the odds-on favorite to play her is Scarlett Johansson, which no. I think is going to cause an issue. Yeah. Now, you know what? Uh, I don't know who they're talking about playing her, but it's, well, it's a documentary. So. Oh, it's a documentary. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, so she'll probably play herself. She'll probably play herself. Yeah, okay. I'm interested because I don't know all the background and the, the legal issues and drug problems she, and yeah, things like that. Had that a raging had. addiction. Uh, she died in 1979 before the biography. Kuhl, by the way, the uh, um, the journalist who got all this information, uh, died in 1979 before the biography was finished. But some of her tapes will be heard in Billy for the first time. Not sure when that's going to uh, uh, be premiered. Uh, Netflix is developing a Hulk Hogan biopic with Chris Hemsworth attached to star as Hulk Hogan. How about that? I think it's actually very cool. Kathy, you were a big Hulk fan, were you not? You know what? I was growing yeah. up. Yeah. Were you a Hulkamaniac? She was a Hulkamaniac. I, she admitted it on I the show. I always used to watch with my dad and my brothers, yeah. So, physically, stature-wise, so how tall is Hulk Hogan? About 6'5", 6'3", 6'5". Okay. I so, don't know. You know when you watch him in Rocky Three, which is the first time I really saw him oh, as Thunderlips. Uh, you see how big yeah. he is. Yeah, and then next to Stallone, who's like 5'4". <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan's 6'7". 6'7". Okay. I was curious how tall Stallone, I mean, he's probably shorter now, but how tall he was at that time because he looked like a midget next that- to Hulk Hogan. Well, there's that scene where, you know, where Rocky picks him up and body slams him. And, yeah. and, and in fact, during that scene, Stallone says he completely threw out his back. No you know, kidding. He's lifting up a car, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then, to give you perspective, if you've ever seen Hulk next to Andre the Giant, <laughs> yeah. he looks like the midget. Well, and he's 6'7". And Hulk's, we had him on the show, and Hulk's loving stories about Andre the Giant and how he sat in the back of a bus while they were touring Europe and drank an entire oh case of wine yeah. Yeah. during a bus trip. There, uh, How big was Big John Studd then? Because that was another one where uh, when Hulk Hogan body slammed him. He body slammed both of those guys, but... 
when he body slams. I know yeah. that. Yeah, that used to be the norm, and now the the athletic, smaller guys are the uh, state of the art. Yeah. Big John Stubb was six foot ten. Nick just pulled up yeah. this. Yeah. King Kong Bundy was only six four, and Chris Hemsworth is six three. So, go so figure they can do that. They can fake, you know, a couple yeah. inches. Not going to be a big yeah. deal. Uh, one thing, as I said, I tweeted out to get his face ready. He's going to have to drive his car into a brick wall <laughs> because Chris Hemsworth is incredibly sort of good possibly looking. good looking. Yeah. Uh, so Todd Phillips will direct a script by Scott Silver and John Polano. Uh, the story will follow Hulk's rise to fame from the Florida wrestling world in the 1970s through the 1980s, worldwide Hulkamania and beyond. That should be cool. It yeah. should be cool. And Hemsworth is one of the producers. I wonder if, all right, because <clears throat> I, I don't watch wrestling anymore, but yeah. I, I wonder, because he always had these these managers, and I wonder if the managers were there just in case, like, the star wasn't that good on camera or wasn't that good on microphone. Do you know what I mean? You mean when they would be there with their, because I don't their remember, handlers? Yeah, I don't remember Big John Studd being all that, like, you know, loud or boisterous, yeah, but, you, like, Bobby Heenan was. Yeah, you'd see so, it all the time, and now you, you you virtually never see it. Right. Maybe case, yeah. yeah. So, so they get they get this big guy who's perfect for wrestling. Yes. But his personality might not quite, he, he may not be able to... Um, Deliver, yeah. Well, they used to call it posing. Right. So you may not be able to, to pose well, so. I wonder if that's what that was all about. Mm. Hmm. Maybe. Let's think about that for a little while. I wonder. Right. Uh, so I have time for another story, and I wasn't going to add this because I don't know who these people are, but maybe you guys do. Ooh. Maybe I can help you. Ooh. Okay. After a whirlwind three-month marriage, Danielle Staub yes. and Marty Caffrey have finalized their divorce. Are these a real housewives people? Oh, I, I told you. I don't know. I think know. they are. I have no idea. Uh, six months after he filed and less than a year since they wed in May of 2018. Nick, any uh, verification of my... It's S-T-A-U-B. Yes, yes. yes. Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, she's a Jersey one. And she was on a uh, one show, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to me. The name of the show was got, uh, the show's legit. God has a rap sheet. God has a rap sheet. But but her role, whore with date at restaurants. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Perhaps you remember me as the whore on a date during the short-lived series, God has a rap sheet. Awesome. Kathy, I was the, oh, you were the whore that's her in legit, the restaurant. That's her legit credit on well, IMDb. No, 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 Nick. There were two whores. There was one whore that was by herself, not on a date. Okay. And I there mean, was a whore on a date. Even right. though they're all the same things, if if you were playing somebody and, and, and that's what it showed up on your IMDb, would you rather be called a whore, a hooker, or a prostitute? I think if you're going to go for it, go for it. A right. whore. Yeah. Prostitute. I want to be but, a whore. But, but at least they didn't put her as just whore number two. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. they will credit you as that. <laughs> You're not even the first whore. <laughs> right. Dude, you didn't get yeah. first whore? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. But I'm second whore. I'm understudy. All right. Uh, so the last several months have been extremely difficult for Danielle. And I can only imagine she's, with uh, not knowing what's going on. And she's very glad to be able to uh, focus on her future and the next chapter of her life. Uh, that's according to Staub's rep, uh, Stephen Honig. <laughs> what, okay. a, what a great job. Though. That must be. Danielle Staub's rep. <laughs> All right. Uh, movies hey! premiering this weekend. I'll give you the skinny on what you can expect at the box office. <laughs> Don't tell me that's not funny. One movie opening that I know of, and that is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. 
We were talking about how much we love these movies. They're great movies. Uh, the first one just uh, blew me away. It came out of left field, and I fell in love with it. It is a family adventure film, and it is directed by Dean Dublois, uh, who is lending the voices are Jay Baruchel, of course, Gerard Butler, Kit Harrington, American for America Ferrara, Jonah Hill, Christopher Mintz-Blasi. The same group. Craig Ferguson, Kristen Wiig, and T.J. Miller. I was wondering if Kit Harrington was in uh, any of the other movies. He that might have been that, in the second. That's the only name that I didn't recognize from the um, from being in the movie in the past. Uh, so the plot is Hiccup and Toothless discover the true meanings of their lives to be ruler of the Viking village and to lead its own species of dragon. Uh, it is rated PG. It is an hour and 44 minutes long, and the Rotten Tomatoes score so far is 96%. Oh, good. That's awesome. Good. So, I tell you, when I first got my my uh, 3D set at home, and I was like, ah, I'm not a big fan of 3D, I don't know, but what the hell, let's try it. For video gaming, it might be kind of fun. Uh-huh. I put this movie on, and when there's it's soaring through the clouds and the whole, it was just yeah. gorgeous. And it's, you know, it, it's anyone who's a pet owner... Uh, you know, or just loves animals. Just in general, that first movie just gets you. Yep. All right, we're ready for clips. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I was going to hit something else. What were you so, going to hit? I, I don't know. Okay. I, I thought I, I was going to... I don't know. I was ready to hit this thing. Oh, to wrap it up? No, I don't know why. Preston. Back to me? But back to you. Okay, thank you. I can fix this. So... Run the Race follows two brothers facing problems with different worldviews that ultimately strengthen their bond. And in this clip, Christopher uh, Polaha Polaha. talks about the complexity of his character, Michael Truitt. Here we go. I always find the most compelling characters are the most complex characters. And I I don't think Michael Truitt's a bad person. I think that he's caught up in his own brokenness. The way that he's dealing with his hurt isn't great. And he's shirked his duties as a father. And when you play a character like that, I think it's no matter how far away from shore you swim and how kind of dark you go, as long as you can know that, you know, keep the shore. I don't, I don't want to, I don't think (laughs) I want to see it. So I guess this opens this weekend too, but I didn't get the official information. Because it sucks. Uh, wow. Wow. Just wow, wow, wow. Well, you and Michael Jackson aren't seeing it. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Run the Race opens today. Here's the next clip. Uh, Cast the Walking Dead is stoked to be back for the second half of its ninth season. In this clip, Melissa McBride talks about her favorite day on the set every season. It's when the cast and crew get to go away from the, the studio into the little town of Sonoy where we shoot and watch the premiere of that season together. Shut the f*** up! Uh, that's cool. That's got to be fun. <laughs> for it does man. have to be cool, yeah. A uh, new episode of The Walking Dead airs Sunday, 9 p.m. on AMC. Are you caught up? I I think I've won. Have they done two so far? Yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got uh, one more to go. Well, there's yeah, there's uh, there's one, one way I thought they were going to go that they didn't go, and I uh, it, it sort of turned out to be you know with this this new group that they've discovered, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it would have been kind of cool if there was if that was actually organic, you know. Yep, you know I saying? agree with you. Know you. Right, I, I know what agree. you mean. You know what yep. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. So I haven't watched the most recent episode. Was it good? Um, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it's okay. all right. You just you know, it's one of those. Uh, they're building towards something. So yeah. it's a middle episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got you. All right, we have a lot. If you're just tuning in, we have a lot going on today. We're going to have writer director Neil Jordan here in our studio in just a moment. The film Greta is in theaters March 1st, and he is the guy behind 
movies like The Crying Game and Interview with the Vampire. And you had mentioned Mona Lisa. The Company of Wolves. Uh, so he is going to be here in just a few minutes. So our buddy Frank Caliendo is stopping in. Mr. Skin is checking in with the 20th Annual Anatomy Awards. Rich Voss is going to be stopping by this morning. We're also going to talk to actor John Ratzenberger <laughs> because opening this weekend is, to- I'm sorry, in, in this summer is uh, Toy Story 4. So we have a lot going on as well as God Shaw's turkey bacon. Tur- I should give away some turkey bacon right now, Casey, mm. uh, to kind of stay ahead of things. So I'll take caller number 15 and I will give you a six-pack coupons good for six full-size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon. Don't forget, it is uh, easy to eat healthier and lighter. Get recipes at Godshalls.com. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back momentarily. Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Our next guest has uh, brought you wonderful films like uh, The Crying Game, Interview with the Vampire, Michael Collins, uh, Mona Lisa. Mona just Lisa, great movie. To name a few, and now promoting a film uh, that is opening March 1st. It stars Chloe Grace Moretz and Isabelle Hubert. Uh, it is called Greta. Please welcome Mr. Neil Jordan yeah. to our program today. Good morning, Neil. Good morning. How are you all? Yeah, we- you good? I'm sorry, uh, uh, something just got in my eye right when you said that. You see me reach for my eye? Yeah. And I only heard half of what you said. Oh, my like, oh, God, I'm in agony. Good. Neil, what did you do to him? We were good right before. <laughs> okay. uh, well, welcome. It's an eyelash. <laughs> Damn it, that hurt. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, Neil, how are you? I, I'm very, very good. I'm uh, great. Yeah, sorry about that. Good. By the way, we are professional broadcasters. We just have eye problems. That's the only <laughs> issue. Uh, we, I, I got to see the movie. A couple of us did. Uh, I love it. It, it is a... Uh, it is a uh, um, a thriller with all sorts of um, uh, it, it takes a well uh, worn um, cinema uh, trope trope and and adjusts it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I like it. I like that it's all uh, women. We we sort of know things that are that are coming, mm. but then it gets turned slightly askew. And yeah. is that what drew you to the original subject matter? Yeah. Well, it's you know this. It's a stalker movie, let's be honest, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. In this case, the stalker is a very elegant French woman who wears Gucci, who carries Gucci handbags, and she wears Karl Lagerfeld suits and stuff like that. That's what drew me to it, really. You know, the fact that it's, it was a genre piece, and this kind of movie, the monster is normally played by that gentleman over there. The Hannibal Lecter, yeah. Hannibal so Lecter Anthony Hopkins, yeah. strange mouthpiece, you know. And, uh, <laughs> but in this case, it was this elegant... Piano, very good pianist, yes. French woman. Yeah. And what what is what, interesting too is that, and I, and I, I immediately connected. I, you know what what you're doing um, resonates quickly because you have Chloe Grace Moretz who who lost her mother. Uh, Isabel Hubert is uh, is guild as uh, as uh, uh, Greta, she, or she's a widow. Uh, uh, her husband passed away. We don't really know her fully. Her family situation and and that's obviously by intent. Uh, but these are these are lonely people who happen to be living in a super crowded city. Yeah. So, uh, and it, it sort of plays on the fact that you have where you would assume you would not be lonely. So many lonely people. Oh, you're totally lonely. The definition yeah. of a city, isn't it? Like, yeah. What ten million people? Nobody to talk to. Right. Right. Except your phone and your internet <laughs> connections. But it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's about motherhood in a way, which is must be the great greatest neurotic kind of pathology of all time, mustn't it? Really. <laughs> I mean, Chloe's lost her mother, and Greta herself has her daughter has abandoned her, gone to Paris. So it's the presumption is 
They're both looking for a substitution of what they don't have. And creating a, a faux family, so that's why yeah. they're so quick. Well, yeah. there, there's, there's, a, there's a malevolence uh, on, in one aspect, but there's also a genuine need to replace a family member that's missing. Well, she and, traps her, doesn't she? Yeah, she the traps her that way, yeah. 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 That, that's, that's what gripped me to the story in the first place. That's, the, that's what drew me in, you know. So as you go with this, and, and with the trailer, I was just curious, because I, I, I love your movies, I, I love the way you, you, you pace them, and in this case, even in the trailer, it sort of tips the hand on what's going on early, because it's, yeah. it's less about that than it is about this dynamic between these two. Yeah. You know, wait, yeah. at a certain point, waging war against each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, it, 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 it kind of moves very fast, this film, you know. I yeah. think it should. I mean, if, if, if you spent an entire movie with these two characters and waited at the very end to say, oh, that handbag was a piece of bait, you know, <laughs> right, it would yeah. be a bit disappointing. I mean, we, we get to the point very quickly in the first, what, 20, 30 minutes, really. And from then, the question is, you know, what has this woman got in her arsenal to uh, terrify us with, you know? Yeah, and it's a lot. And she has a few things, I think, up her sleeve, doesn't she? And I mean, it's a very simple story, but it's it's kind of a thrill ride, and that's why I made it, really. And it's very much an audience movie, I think, you know. With Isabel Hubert, is that as it's pronounced properly? Hubert. Hubert. So uh, she's a phenomenal actress, and she's... Uh, she's one you, of the best actresses in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she is, so. uh, she is a, 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 such an interesting choice for this character, for this sort of... Um, because she's she's just naturally in a European way sort of seductive and 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 inviting and um and lethal, lethal. and lethal yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, like all and... french people you know? <laughs> <laughs> all french people are well, lethal. most, most. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, english too actually did you have to convince her to take on uh this this role did you have to work it a little bit or how what no, was her reaction no, no, no. she read the script she was really interested and she wanted to play a monster i yeah. mean originally when i sent it to her it was it wasn't this sophisticated character you know okay and i said to her isabel let's do this together and if you do it, you know, I'll structure, I'll rewrite the part, I'll give you a little bit of that, you know, Chanel elegance. We'll, uh, we'll have you, we'll have layers to your character, you know. Right. So, so basically, as the story develops, we realize she's this. Hey, sorry, yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. yes, no. Uh, yeah, this but... French thing is the veneer, okay? Let me be, let me be polite. Sure. Was... <laughs> yeah, bullcrap is allowed. Yeah, bullcrap okay. is totally allowed. Okay. Yeah. It's some bizarre, stupid rules that okay. we have okay. here. Okay, sorry about that. No, no, no. It's not your fault. <laughs> uh, oh, I love seeing, uh, is it Micah Monroe? Or... Micah Monroe, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm a fan of her. She plays Chloe Grace Moretz's roommate. And uh, she's in a movie that I love called It Follows. Oh, that's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, it's that's, just a... That's why I cast her. I oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I just thought, this is a brave, one extraordinary actress, yeah. Well, you know, it's, what's interesting, though, in these movies is usually there's uh, the, 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 there's usually a guy who's either the, the subject of the, the stalker woman or he's the stalker. To have mm. to have a sort of a mom-daughter stalker mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. is what makes this unique, yeah. you know? And uh, and you're 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 um, sort of the way we have John Ratzenberger on later on, who's been in every Pixar film, is sort of a good luck charm. Yeah. Stephen Rea is in this as well. Oh yes, he gets it in the neck, doesn't he? Yes, he yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you is is it just comforting to have him uh, as part of the deal? Does he he knows the phone's going to ring when you it's when you start a new project? To have him and to kill him, yeah. <laughs> I try to do that in most films. I do. <laughs> no, no, we started making movies together years ago, and. I mean, most people would know Steven through the crying game, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if there's ever a part with, that I feel needs a bit of wit, you know, or a, a unique kind of spin on a familiar character, I ask Steven to play it. You know, he's so he's such a compelling guy. Who I think is incredibly underrated. 
There was a movie I, I talk about all the time. From it was about the uh, the Russian serial killer Chichenko, I think his name was. Uh, Citizen was X. He was good in that, wasn't he? He was phenomenal. That but was a series, actually. It, it was just a, just a yeah. one, yeah, yeah, what a one-off, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But uh, so so with with the story and 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 with the film, you shot it. And correct me if I'm wrong. You shot it in order. Was was that to allow the relationship between uh, the two to be on no, screen? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. D- d- we d- no, we didn't shoot it in order at all. That's a lie. Yeah, d- that total right. lie, huh? <laughs> I was reading an interview where where yeah, and they said that it was shot in order. Well, we 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 built the sets in Dublin. I couldn't afford to go to New York to build the sets. Okay, because it was a independent movie you haven't got a lot of money so we built the sets on the soundstage next to my house in dublin actually that's pretty cool uh i suppose um when we had built the sets you know the interior scenes did happen in sequence yeah all right then we had to shoot the exteriors in new york and we had to do little bits in toronto and stuff like that so does it does it work a lot of times with actors if i mean especially when you're having them a a, a relationship that's going to descend or 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 morph the way this does yeah does it help them to do that or uh, to, to watch shoot in sequence yeah to let them have it a natural I, or does I, it matter does it matter i never know really yeah, because yeah. i mean i mean there's different energies in different scenes of movie and the energies present themselves in different ways you know i mean i'm sure it helps with the development of a character to shoot in or shoot in sequence yeah but in terms of i mean do you want the beginning of the film to be tentative and exploratory right and the end to be really wham bang i mean that's what happens if you're if you're working with actors, you know, they're right. beating each other out in the first few scenes. So it might, you know, it might be better to mess, mix it around a bit, you know. So, um, uh, you press Did you research uh, at all the, uh, uh, you know, stalking techniques to make sure that you uh, you got some <laughs> of the more inventive ways that, that people have been hounding others? We did, yeah. yeah. This, this is a bit like a friendship, you know. I mean, Chloe plays a good Samaritan, really. She finds a handbag on the subway and she brings it. She sees an address there and she mm-hmm. goes to the lost property and they're closed. And it's it's kind of an elegant handbag, so she presumes there's not a ticking time bomb. Time bomb, yeah. Right, you know, kind right. of thing. And she brings it to this house in Brooklyn and she meets this sweet lady. And uh, I, yeah, I did, I did. I mean, Isabel in particular did look at some of these horrendous... Uh, kind of uh, documentary accounts of captivity. There were some in Belgium, weren't there, and some in Germany. Mm-hmm. There was a guy called Fritzl, wasn't there? Uh, that sounds vaguely familiar, yeah. Yeah, he kept somebody at the bottom of his house for 12 years or something like that. Years. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he had a child with her, actually. But, I mean, that these kind of characters are generally men. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. That's right. what was interesting about this, is that yep. Isabel was exploring this generally male pathology through a woman, and she was, you know, trying to work it out herself. There's a dynamic that occurs when you're watching a movie like this, and this is what makes it, a, you know, and this is a compliment, a good popcorn mm. movie, is that you are, how would I how would I do this? How would I elude this? What would I do to, to get heard if I was in a room? And, and all of that figures into it, and that's, I think that's a, do all directors try to uh, put on sort of a Hitchcockian sort of, you know, uh, mindset when they're doing stuff like this to get that those sort of excruciating, like, uh, Well, you know, Hitchcock was a master at creating kind of uh, tension out of the ab- most absurd situations. Right, right. He? And he said, he said, the great question people always ask me, why don't they call the police? And I, Hitchcock <laughs> used to say, well, they don't call the police because the story's over if they yeah. do. You know? <laughs> yeah. He was a tremendous cynic, that man. Yeah. He? He, would make, he would make dramatic tension out of absurdities really but he's a great master for a film to sure film but you like get this. you give enough to like i say i'm along for the ride just give yeah. en- give yeah. enough to put it in the realm of yeah they just might do that and then yeah. and then i'm on board well but, it's also exploring the psychological need between the mother and a daughter sure really you know erzat's mother and erzat's daughter and 
Are are you aware as a director, as a writer, at moments like that, like you had said, why don't they just call the police? That uh, that the an audience member may be thinking that at that point in time. Well, uh, in, the in this case, she does go to the police. Yeah. You know? right. But I mean. The police say, come on, this sweet old lady, like, she's just waiting for you to say hello to her. Right. And there's nothing you can do. do? Yeah. I can't, what can I do about that? I mean, I presume there are, uh, I know there is legislation to deal with familial abuse or spousal abuse and stuff like that. But, you know, a random person on, on the street who says, I love your face, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that a uh-huh. crime? Right. Well, there's just, there's, a, a not, I don't want to give too much away, and obviously yeah. I don't want to, but there's a, there's a sequence where the same police officer said, basically, there's nothing we can do because he's, and he's right. She's standing across the street, sort of watching uh, um, Greta. You know, watching uh, yeah, by Chloe the Grace. letter of the law. She's right, there's really nothing doing she's doing. She's, she's, but we we have all done, and that's the other thing. It's like even us sane people have all done something similar. You know, and we've talked about this on the air. Like, uh, you know, uh, 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 we've been broken up with. We've all done the drive by. The drive by. You know, like, <laughs> and that's that's the chilling you part. You see the light out of the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. who is that shadow? <laughs> but that's the chilling thing because you can you can see yourself being Greta sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, I am Greta. Yeah, leave yeah. me. Don't ever leave me. Don't ever say you love me and then go. Uh-huh. I'll put on a wig and I'll follow you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's uh, a, it's it's a cool dynamic, and it's you know the so. uh, this is what uh, not for. And again, another compliment. It's it's would be a great date movie too because oh, yeah, you. it's great. just one of those one of those deals. <laughs> I want to ask you because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of um, Interview with a Vampire, and just uh, I just yeah. love that movie and and, and love the the uh, everything you every choice you made with that. I have to imagine the weight of bringing that to the screen at the time when it was the novel du jour, and it was the yeah, it was you had insane. the weight of I mean a fan base that was ready to oh, jump they were all ready over to you. Kill me and yeah, my blood. Yeah, I know they were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how how do you any any recollections from that period in time? Yeah, I remember one thing. I remember going down to New Orleans. We were about to shoot, and I was in a bar, and this girl says because Anne Rice wanted to cast. Uh, Rudyard Hauer, as listed. R- right, right. Huh. And this woman said, how can you cast Tom Cruise? And I say, well, why do you say that? She says, because I have Rudyard Hauer tattooed on my butt. As <laughs> list that. I said, really? She pulls up her skirt and she shows me a tattoo oh. of Rudyard Hauer wow. wild hair and wow. teeth and all that. That's commitment. It was crazy. Well, well he did crazy. get to play a vampire in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so she could say it's, it's for that. So, uh, uh, Neil, I wanted to ask, you won a, um, uh, an Academy Award for Best Screenplay for The Crying Game. Mm-hmm. The Academy Awards are this weekend. Um, okay. Yeah, they're yeah, on yeah. Sunday, yes. Um, <laughs> you don't care, do you? <laughs> I do care, but I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> is, is that... Uh, you know, you you hear the the phrase ah the award shows the awards don't mean anything so right. on and so forth. Does the award really mean? Oh, oh. you yeah. know what they all say. You know, it's not a competition. <laughs> We're all here. It's the art. You know, don't believe that for <laughs> a moment. <laughs> they want that prize. Yeah, they believe do. Me, they want it. Well, yeah. it, it immediately translates to to a box <laughs> office kick. What's that? It immediately translates to a box office kick up, right? When you usually it does. Not anymore, I don't think. Not anymore, is. you don't think, yeah. Does it really? I, I don't know. I mean, the movie business is changing so much, isn't it, really? But, yeah, I suppose. To me, as a consumer, when I do hear the award is won for whether it is a performance or an yeah. overall film or directing, it will make me go, you know what, I should check that out. Yeah, but can I ask you there a question? There must be something. Sure, sure. If Roma wins, yeah? If it wins Best Picture, <laughs> which it probably should, will it be in the theaters? It's not. God, I hope not. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I hated it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't care for it. Maybe you and I can t- discuss it after the... Uh, the interview here, but it just moved entirely too slow for me, and mm. and to me, it just it sort of stunk of like pomposity. I I, I don't okay. know. Well, I liked this piece of filmmaking. Very yeah, much. but I mean, the thing is that uh, 
It should be in the theater, shouldn't it? Really, it did, especially though. especially when it's For not. A it's yeah, but it, ha- it had a very brief. It, it didn't. It doesn't get like a massive, you know, release. Yeah. So, and and to the, I assume that's what you're saying is it? It usually ends up in a more. Well, I out- mean, if, it, if it, assuming it does win Best Picture, how will it get a box office kick? Right. Yeah. No, you know, well, because- also with rentals and purchasing and and yeah, that at home, right? Okay, good. Look, the business is, is changing so much. You know, it's weird. I was, yeah. I was reading an article of that Barry Diller, um, he was interviewed, and he, he talked about the, the nature of the business to that point that, that yeah. um, he, he basically said, and in fact, he flat out said, Hollywood is irrelevant now. He said it's over, yeah. Yeah, and that it's it's Netflix and Hulu and and And, uh, and Am- Netflix is based in Hollywood, you know? yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's just a different, it's a, it's a different delivery system, but has it changed yeah. that much? Yes, totally. Yeah. You've no idea. I mean, a movie like what we're doing, Greta, like, Fifteen years ago, it would have been made by Paramount or Sony. You know, they would have given us a budget of thirty-five million dollars. You know, yeah, I would have shot the whole thing in Astoria Studios in New York for ten, twelve weeks. You know, now you got to cobble it together with whatever independent financing you get. Do it for one fifth of. Do it next to your house. Yeah, next yeah. to my house. Yeah. Right? in my house. <laughs> in your house. Neil, any chance you watched uh, the Get Shorty uh, on? It was actually yes, on that. I love that. I did too, and and. Go ahead. What's his name? Uh, um, his name is Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. And who he, for, he's also from Ireland. And the way you guys speak uh, remind me of one another. Well, he's from, the, he's from the county that my father was born in. I'll tell you a story about that. Because when I read Get Shorty, the book, mm-hmm. uh, Elmore Leonard rang yeah. me up for some reason. And I wanted to make that movie. I said, this is going to be a great film, you know. And yeah. Obviously, then he got a big Hollywood deal and he went with John Travolta or something. But mm-hmm. yeah. But I think it's fun what they've done with it. It's it? it's really great, and, and uh, the movie is fantastic as well. This is yeah. the, the the series is different than the movie. It's it's Much strung out and yeah. uh, over many episodes. But um, just speaking of the filmmaking process, uh, it must be similar to what you have to go through to make a movie like Greta. What do you mean? What what Chris O'Dowd's character has to go through to try and get this movie made and just oh yeah appeasing yeah, the studios and and going to the right directors and getting the money and, and, and getting people, more money killing, killing people. how many people did you kill yeah seven. avoiding <laughs> mobsters <laughs> I wanted to ask you quickly because it just popped up and I don't know if this is true or not were you working as an assistant or a, a creative uh, consultant on the movie Excalibur which is one of my favorite yes movies I, I, with I John Borman I wrote the, I went I wrote the last draft of the script with John oh you did no, I, I think that is a movie that. Is, is underappreciated. Uh, it's a lovely film, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Film. And there's so yeah. many great talents. Yeah. It, it, it created a bit of a stir when it came out, didn't it? Yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. recollect, but yeah. yeah. It's a magical piece of work when you see it now, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, you really yeah. went for it, John yeah. did, yeah. Absolutely. So what's what's next up for you? Yeah. Me? Oh, God. I've got a, I wrote a book. I write, I write novels sometimes. Yeah. I wrote a book called The Drowned Detective, and it's set in uh, Budapest. Uh, it's all about the Danube River and how it invites people to kill, drown themselves <laughs> in it. <laughs> wow, that's intriguing. And it's a scary ghost film, and I've written a script that I hope to do in the summer. Very and nice. There's various other things I'm, I'm working on, you know. Okay. Well, in the meantime, Greta is first and foremost, and it opens right away. It's uh, March 1st is when you will be able to see it. Uh, so, like you said, it's a popcorn movie. Great thriller. Go and yeah. enjoy it. See it in the movies. Yeah, most definitely. Chloe Grace Moretz stars in Isabel Huppert. Uh, well, Neil, it was great to meet you. Thank you. Great uh, to meet continue you. Continue to Good luck with Greta, and thanks for okay. coming live this morning. Thank uh, you, Neil Jordan, everybody. Yeah. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Fred Thompson. Hello, Frederick. Here we go. Here comes the MM Army. What's going on? 
Friday from 7 to 9. Marissa Magnata and 2019 Calendar Girls LC and Alexa rock Piccadilly in 866 US 206 in Shimon, New Jersey with a Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar Raid. Saturday from noon till 2, Nick McElwain rocks the grand opening of Pink's Hot Dogs in the King of Prussia Mall located in the new expansion corridor in Saver. Join Marissa Magnata Saturday from noon till 2 at the Sprint Store at 1235 Chestnut Street in Center City. Check out Sprint's phones on super fast and affordable plans at great prices and enter to win a VIP package at NMR's Cardboard Classic, including lift tickets and an overnight stay. Sprint, brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Cats on Roombas, Wawa Pump Number 12, Redneck Yacht Club, Septa Bus Party, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. These are not just random words that I'm throwing at you folks. No. These are sleds in the Cardboard Classic one week from today at Jack Frost Mountain. We will be in the E2000 Lounge this time next week Yeah, as we're starting to see people put together the creations in the parking lot and getting ready to haul them up onto the sledding hill and bring them soaring down to victory or crashing and demolished into absolute disintegration <laughs> for the worst, uh, the best fail. Who knows? Yeah, whatever the scenario, there's prizage to be won. Yes, there and is. And you took a look at the projected forecast for Friday. Looks great. 33, 34, sunny. Yeah, like 30, 35 in sunshine. Yeah. Fantastic. That's so what we need. Is it still hanging there, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I got bacon in my mouth. Uh, cloudy, actually. As wait, no, that's uh, wait the following mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah, Friday. Uh, maybe a snow shower. Oh, yeah, great. that's a, yeah. does matter. That'll be fine. You know what I'd like a re- like a, a super powerful nor'easter. No, no, you don't want that. <laughs> that was last year. Remember? Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. All right, we had one of those already. Uh, so please come and join us. Be a part of the festivities. We would love to see you there. It's going to be a good time. Uh, fun had by all. Yes. Guaranteed. All right. Let's do the bizarre file. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Godshall's Heat Lighter. We Godshall's real meat, real wood smoked turkey bacon with up to 80% less fat than pork bacon. Godshall's turkey bacon, except no imitations. Well, another man was caught on a ring doorbell camera licking a doorbell. What is this licking the doorbell thing? I think there's going to be more of this happening uh, now that this is starting to take off. This time it took place at a home in Lake Worth, Florida. The video was recorded at 6.11 a.m. In the video, the man is standing outside the front door, leans into the doorbell to lick it. He then licks it again and again and again. He then positions what looks like a stack of newspapers in front of the camera and points, but it's unclear what exactly he's trying to point out in the paper. Newspapers. Uh, Before leaving, the man comes back to lick the doorbell even more. I wasn't done. This, of course, is the second time recently a person was caught licking a doorbell. Uh, Ring doorbell camera captured a man in Salinas, California. In that instance, a man licked the doorbell for three hours, according to the homeowner. I could see sucking on a doormat. Right. But that licking, makes sense. Licking, licking a doorbell? A doorbell? That's no. That's not doing anybody any good. Doctors have pulled four pounds of rocks, bottle caps, and coins from a man's stomach after he went to the hospital with a stomach ache. Uh, when the 54-year-old <laughs> sought help for medics, they noticed that he was bloated. Doctors felt uh, had a feel of the problem area, and they found something resembling small stones when they touched his belly. Oof. Uh, scans then showed a massive buildup of objects that were occupying the patient's entire stomach. When questioned about his stomach mass, 
The South Korean patient admitted to often swallowing coins and pebbles whenever he felt anxious. They also found five ring doorbells. Uh, despite taking anti-anxiety drugs to calm him down. Medics reported that they uh, first tried to remove the objects using uh, a gastroscopy, uh, where a thin tube is inserted in the stomach via the mouth, but there were simply too many objects to remove, so that approach didn't work. When you're a doctor, that's got to be the equivalent of the crane game. Yeah, right. Right? (laughs) Uh, The next day, surgeons decide to extract the foreign objects one by one. They found that they uh, included pebbles, coins, bottle caps. I got a bottle cap! Uh, after nine days in the hospital, the patient was allowed to go home, but it's still unclear how long all that debris had been in his system. <laughs> Nurse, you take a crack at it. There's a knife in there, too. Uh, a man said that he did what he had to do when he protected himself, his dog, and his neighbor when he faced was faced with an overly aggressive coyote. The coyote was killed, and his dog is getting frequent checkups to make sure that rabies is not an issue. The guy named Ben Poole said, my dog and coyote were standing face-to-face fixing the go at it. He said he was able to get the two animals apart, and he said, then he came at my legs. So I smashed him in the side of the head with my coffee cup. Wow. And then he came at me again. I smashed him again, and then he jumped up at my face. When he did that, I jumped back, smacked him in the side of the head, and he screamed and went down. Jesus. Pull he managed, said the coyote was on a pair of Acme jet skis. He managed to get himself and his dog up the street and home. Uh, but says the coyote was relentless. He said it was uh, extremely aggressive. It did not respond to anything I'd ever heard, like making noise. Was it was it rabbit? They don't know. Okay. The the more I did that, the madder it got, and the more it came at me. Uh, Poole got a gun and went off in his truck. He said I was going to shoot it out the window because I didn't want to get out and fight it again. And when I did, it jumped up at the window of the truck. I rolled the window down, went three or four times at it, and finally ran over it. He said, no regret, none. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Actually, uh, it was kind of fun. Uh, Pool feels the coyote population <laughs> is only going to get larger and fears that uh, it's only going to get uh, more complicated, and that's why he wants more support from state and local officials. He's not facing any uh, charges. The thing was, attacked him. Yeah, exactly. I told you I had one run right by me in Mount Airy. Yeah, yeah. In, in my backyard. They are out there. A California college student allegedly created an app so he could sell drugs on campus. Now, that's a young entrepreneur. Totally. Colin Howard, who's 18 years old, was indicted Thursday on charges that he possessed and distributed cocaine and methamphetamine. Oh. What? Those drugs. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was, like, trying to sell pot on campus. And... No, 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 no. no, no. Like right. Hardcore stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the University of California Santa Cruz student allegedly developed the Banana Plug app, a play on the school's mascot, Sammy the Banana Slug. <laughs> On which uh, students could request drugs such as cocaine, molly, and shrooms. Uh, Posters advertising the app, which was available on the Apple App Store, were hung on the Santa Cruz campus. A police officer spotted the poster and working in coordination with Homeland Security Investigations, allegedly used the app to buy marijuana and cocaine from Howard and then used Snapchat to set up the drug deal. It's a perfect app, though, because people who are junkies tend to be a little lethargic. An undercover agent made the purchase and then allegedly continued to communicate with Howard. The agent made several more purchases, including five grams of methamphetamine before arresting Howard. On Friday, Howard was arrested on four charges stemming from the distribution and possession of drugs. He faces a minimum sentence of five years in prison, maximum of 40 years, and as much as $10 million in fines. So You have to imagine the level trouble. of hubris where you just put this app out there and think no one's going to make something and, of it. And they put up posters, a posters advertising it. That's the really stupid part about it. <laughs> and then one last story. Police arrested a man for his 23rd gas drive-off from the same gas station. So he would fill up and leave. 
uh, without paying. Okay, would the pump still be attached? No, (laughs) that's me. (laughs) Carl Kenyon was arrested after an incident Monday at a convenience store, and here's what he said. The Kenyon told police that he has a layaway system with the quick (laughs) Ah, trip. Like a Christmas club. And he was in a hurry on Monday, but he he says he always pays for the gas eventually. Put it on my tab, Floyd. (laughs) Quick trip estimates Kenyon owes for 14 of the 23 drive-offs, a total of about $803.90. Okay. Police requested charges of retail theft and bail jumping due to previous retail theft cases. Obama said it $100 for Kenyon during a court appearance. You guys ever have a tab anywhere? Uh, no. I mean, you know, I mean, at, at a bar, but not one where you can leave, leave and, then come yeah. and eventually get back to it. No. <laughs> I think the, the classic bar tab is about... An, 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 that's the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah, we. we I mean, if you're th- if you go to a casino, at the general store, Preston, when you're buying, you know, feed for the chickens and stuff, <laughs> right? Sometimes they'll just yeah. say, "Yeah, pay back later." No, but at, at casinos, you can get what's called a marker. Marker. Yeah, and they will. That's essentially that. And okay. I think also at most gas stations, you just ask them to throw it on your tab. There, <laughs> you ever have one? Yeah, we did. Uh, there was a place called Rita's. Um, it was just a little corner store around the corner from my house, and. Um, this guy Walt, he let us run a tab. I mean, the tab never really got out of control. Was you know, a quarter million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was you know you get Walt. like a hoagie or a hot dog or whatever. Hey, just put on my tab, and yeah. you know the tab. Ne- I don't think it would ever get past like ten, twenty bucks or something. Okay, like that. Yeah. interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that, 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 that's, that's, a, that's, that's sort a of a sweet time. Sense. You know, mm-hmm. it makes you think of a more innocent time. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we return, Frank Caliendo. Will be in the studio once he's coming by because he's going to be at Parks Casino tonight, eight o'clock. It's the show. You can go to parkscasino.com and get the tickets. Plus, Mr. Skin, Rich Voss, John Ratzenberger. We got a lot of people on this morning's program. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. The Preston and Steve love you. Become an MMR VIP. Get early access to concert pre-sales, special deals, and VIP-only contests. You'll get our newsletter about twice a month, most of which you'll find worthwhile. Sign up now at WMMR.com. Has anybody had any of the keto chicken bacon balls yet? I, I yeah. have not. Okay, yes. I wasn't sure. That's from Godshall's Turkey Bacon, who happens to be here. I was totally keto all last week, and then I stopped because I like bread <laughs> and... They say that the best way to do it is keto for five days, strictly bread for five days. No, it really, what it had everything to do with the fact that I just didn't plan it out. And so when I didn't have any keto stuff in my house, I said, okay, peanut butter and jelly sandwich it is. (laughs) Do you know what they need to do? They need to market a peanut butter and jelly product that is just called keto. Yeah. Yeah, that'll sell. Yeah, I'm doing keto. It'll fly. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Godshall's Turkey Bacon is here. We'll do some giveaways uh, in just a moment, but I want to give them some love. Uh, you can go to GodshallsTurkey.com. Our next guest is here. He's back, was here not that long ago, and is returned because his show is tonight at Parks Casino, 8 o'clock. The one and only Frank Callie. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think of myself as a recurring friend. Yeah, yes. right. you know what? That's right. a good way to put it. Not even a recurring a, guest, just a friend. How about a traveler along yeah. life's highways? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the Jack I, Kerouac of comedy. That's exactly yeah. what I think of myself. <laughs> how I think of myself. A hundred percent. A beatnik, sort of. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. No. Where are you going with this? I, I don't know. Realize that's, you with you. I guess that's why I realized you get shut down a lot. <laughs> because know. if people go with you, it continues. <laughs> it's horrible. My wife always... We'll be on. I'll, I'll just say things, and, and she'll she'll. I'll say casually without any inflection of any sort of comedic overtones, and she'll later on. You know, Steve says there really is a Godzilla. 
You know, and it's like, that's it. I do stuff like that all the time. I was thinking for Casey, it's more of it, more of a Cro Magnon diet that yeah. you look like. That's what that's starting to. It looks almost like an '80s baseball player. That's where I feel like he's kind nice. of like a John Cruck type of look. '90s. Yeah, that's not bad. Like that. yeah. That's not bad at all. Casey, well, for those who don't know, is growing out his beard and hair. And and by the way, so you mentioned baseball. So like, I have the things um, that I think you know the young baseball players they call it the wings. Where that the hemorrhoids? Hair, uh, no, the hair flies oh. out of the hat like over the ears, yeah. and it's something that people strive for. Seriously, uh, yeah, yeah, I hate that. Really? Oh my! Oh, God. I love it. Tuck it behind your ears, pretty boy. Yeah. Wait, on yourself or for other people? On myself or other people? I remember seeing in in particular, and there are some people who can get away with it, like Jack Nicholson. Jack can go out disheveled, and yeah. Jack is still Jack, and he yeah. looks cool no matter Listen, what. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> right. right now, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> he, he'll have those little wings flicking out. I'm like, you look stupid. Cra- he can have crazy hair. Yeah. Not a problem. But you know, that's that's so that's a thing now. It's a thing. Oh, My Jesus nephew is Christ. almost 17, and uh, he might even be. He's 17, and he's a baseball player, and that's like that was something that there uh, is. Took a little while. For yeah, him to there's get. something weird about baseball players now that they look like they all are from the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them, like right, especially man. pitchers. I yeah. don't know when that started, but baseball players look like they're in a different century. They look like Dinty Moore, like that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially towards the playoffs, they took they. Uh, in fact, all professional sports, or most of them, have taken the lead from hockey players. True. Which is in the playoffs to grow your beard, and now they're all doing it uh, during the latter part of the season. <laughs> and then you, the next thing will be they lose some teeth. And then they look like Casey's drivers. Right. <laughs> but I, I, you know, so speaking of beards, I, I don't like shaving because it hurts in certain spots. I like so when you guys shave your your mustaches, doesn't that like? Don't you get that little like tug? Doesn't that hurt? Are you actually using a razor or like a uh, a wood <laughs> An player? Lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. Um, no. Use no. a Harry. Do you, yeah, honestly, Harry's, Harry's. I swear to God, he yeah. speaks the truth. I endorse him for a while. Preston doing them right now. They're really well made. You will not but, notice that. But well, now I can't because my wife likes the way the facial hair looks. So really, over, yeah. Over the <laughs> summer, you don't have to say it like that. Yeah. Really? <laughs> what? Well, the, it, kidding. I yeah. think it's a cool look. It does remind me though yeah. of the uh, the Aborigine from the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. a little bit, but I shaved fully, like, my face. And by the way, Frank Caliendo is here, guys. You yeah, know I know, I know. Just, um, but I'm, a, I'm a recurring friend. <laughs> but I, right. I shaved my whole face this past summer, and my wife laughed at me. She's like, you look ridiculous. I was like, <laughs> what? Well, that was great. Your clean face bothers me. <laughs> was there a yeah. shaggy Frank Caliendo period, a, a, a hippie? Uh, most of my life. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm Italian. I can grow hair in a day. Okay, so, yeah? Yeah, I could be Nick in about six hours. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's. Grizzly Adams, if you want to use a real topical reference. Uh, <laughs> I do see that. You do have, when's the last time you shaved? Because you've got uh, five Probably o'clock. yesterday. Yeah, you yesterday. got five o'clock now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so were, were you ever adopting the mountain manish Grizzly Adams look? or Not no? not really. My dad, I don't, and I apologize if this is like something wrong. I never know if my, what my dad might have said might be uh, insulting Incorrect. to some people. Yes, or something. But he used to say, you look like a Bushman. I don't even know. What a bush, I don't know what that is. Uh, a, a, Probably from Australia. A tracker, yeah. Okay. Is that what it is? I don't think. No, I don't think that's what it was. No, an Aboriginal bushman from I, Australia. Yeah. I don't know because I don't. I just don't see him being global <laughs> with his insults. Does he to mean me? like yeah. of the Bush family? Yeah, that's a bushman, man. <laughs> uh, so that got into your head early on. So you know, no, I don't think so because no? I I'm just a slob anyways okay. most of the time. But there's a, do you know Josh Wolf, the comedian Josh Wolf? I know of him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he was in 
not too long ago. And for some reason, when he was a kid, his friend's father had a big time aversion to short pants. And and even like I little, think everyone has an aversion to short pants. Well, short, they're they're like sh- just shorts. Shorts. Oh, just shorts. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's say shorts. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Wait, what? Why did you call it short pants? Because that's short what he called it. Oh, oh I thought because okay. he's okay. from the 1950s. So his, I thought that's. <laughs> but he's a kid, and he What's went happening. Over, he went over to. I'm his... starting over. <laughs> Father, I, I I keep my snuff in my short pants. Hit the rewind button, Steve. All right. Please, let's start over again here. Hang on a second. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Kelly, though. <laughs> can, I, can I at least get an extra plug out of that thing? Man, you something? <laughs> what is happening? Frank, I, we consider you a friend. Right, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to be an enemy. I think that would go over better for me. Yeah. Be a mortal enemy of the show. Oh, that would be fun, though. <laughs> who's your, who's I your would nemesis? Lurk. My nemesis. Oh. Uh, Have you ever had a nemesis? Not yet, but I feel like I'm having an origin story for one right now. <laughs> well, you're, we talked about time comic book. Yeah, you, which I didn't know you were into so we, much. Well, Jesus Christ, you see all the stuff all I don't look around. Yeah. I'm very narcissistic. I get in here and let's talk about me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there are hosts here. Um, it's huge, yeah. It, we had no idea you were such a... Uh, well, a, I grew up with cartoons and every, all the comic book people are really mad at me because of the cartoon. I grew up on the Super Friends yeah. and the like 70s uh, Spider-Man stuff. So like, that's the worst. I'm like, that's my Child, it yeah. was your entree. Yeah. <laughs> that right. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, later at the Legion of Doom. That was the greatest announcer. Yes. Because, That's right. Because, the, the Wonder Twins. Yes. Yeah. Wonder Twin powers activate. Shape of a donkey. Form of donkey spit. Why? We don't know. We need Gleek to combine. <laughs> so, oh but they, the announcer, it, the writing was so bad in those 70s Hanna-Barbera cartoons. It was terrible. That the announcer would just say what was going to happen, and then it would happen like Later at the Legion of Doom, Lex Luthor plans to take over the world. I have a plan to take over the world. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Aquaman prepares a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because he's off his keto diet. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? <laughs> right? That's all Aquaman. Oh, was just Aquaman it was that stuff. sonar. That sonar. <laughs> that sonar thing that would, would yep. go get a, a seahorse that uh-huh. he could ride. A giant seahorse. But it would be the same collection of uh, sea creatures that would show up. It would be like five porpoises, a seahorse, and, a, <laughs> and an octopus. <laughs> they were just a group of friends like, like us. Did anyone know a whale shark? You know, there was just no one. No, else. there was no. Intim- no they weren't intimidating. They were cute yeah. sea creatures. Yeah. I love those, though. Do, we, do you remember the, the uh, Mary Mar? Marvel Marching Society, the Marvel comics, where they would have, they were not animated well, but they were drawn true to the, the Marvel mm-hmm. thing. So they would have, the, it was, the ones, the cartoons were, it was Tony Stark, uh, Hulk, uh, it was Iron Man, Hulk, um, who else would they have? Captain America, when Captain America throws his mighty shield. I kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and they all had these songs, but they, they were really done well, but they were, you know, they weren't animated that well. So, right, yeah. But I mean, that was that was my entree into Marvel Comics. I remember going back, and if you go back and you watch some of the Hanna-Barbera stuff, though, too, you'll laugh because <laughs> they'll, like, use an arm from some other cartoon that they didn't color in or something, and they're like, we're out of arms. Just throw this one in here. It'll go faster. No. Right. And like Wonderbug, or not Wonderbug, that was a, ha- uh, a Sid Marty Croft um, yeah. speed buggy. Yeah. Was just all. Yeah. 
Yeah. He was just all the uh, Scooby-Doo people with different clothes on and different yeah. hair color. Yeah. Like, it was that Shaggy simple. Shaggy was there. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Well, like, I'm just a different kind of hippie right now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> who did who did Casey Kasem play in the, in the Justice League? He, was he Robin? Yeah, he was Robin. Right. And originally yeah. they had Adam West. In, I shouldn't say originally. There were different intonations of those cartoons. Yeah. But to watch, to listen to Adam West <laughs> just go, fine citizens, we must. <laughs> like, he was, like you could tell he was kind of bringing it up even a little bit more than his uh, 60s Batman series. Mm-hmm. But. But I just, uh, the Super Friends, and then they went to this place called the Universe of Evil. Right. And that was where uh, Superman, they were all bad versions of themselves. Aquaman had an eye patch. <laughs> Why not? Because an eye patch is evil. Is wow. evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People with one eye, they're just evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but, but yeah, so I... I grew up with uh, some of those, and they all knock me because that's where I go. I, I, I would get some of the comic books as a kid. So you get cra- you get crap for that? Well, they just yeah. it's something the they can make fun of me yeah. Be- yeah. because everyone. Some of these they get a little too crazy with this stuff. Yeah, well, I think so. But yeah. they're, they're, I mean, they love the comic books from the comic origin. Yeah, you know, it's the, it's that. And I I came in on cartoons first, and then kind of went backwards. That's what my daughter's doing now. She broke her elbow. I was talking to Marissa about this, and she broke her elbow. Uh, on her birthday last year at a trampoline park. Oh. Um, yeah. And she's a gymnast, so she's done all that stuff, and she she breaks it on her birthday. It still hasn't quite healed yet. There's something funky going on Oh, there. that sucks. Yeah, but she's gotten into comics and the MCU and all that kind of stuff. We might have talked about it some last yeah, time. Yeah, that's awesome. But... With uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, which is incredible. I don't think she'd done this last time. I was she. So there's a, a comic called Spawn Kills Everybody. I love Spawn. Okay, but yeah. it's, this, the, it's like the cartoon. Um, I'm not, I'm not familiar with this on one. Every page, he just kills somebody else. <laughs> so he goes in, and it, it's like I think the origin of it is he's at like a comic con or something, and everybody's dressed up like other characters. So Spawn just goes and offs everybody. She got to color in Spawn's cape for the next issue. So That's wow, cool. yeah, I have video of that, and Todd just Todd just spends so much, and she loves it because Todd, for people who don't know, Todd McFarlane, he just got the. I mean, Todd McFarlane. Says yeah. Says oh, McFarlane. did you say Seth? Yeah. Uh, even he gets it screwed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no doubt. But he just got the rights to for because he has McFarlane toys. He does yes. all those figures, the sports figures. But he's got the rights to DC, I believe, at the at the New York Toy Fair, and he's got like Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. Wow. So it's you're multi multi millions of dollars. Oh, ridiculous! And he's the nicest guy in the world. But when you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars, you can be happy. <laughs> so <laughs> what, does he live in your? Does he live? He lives like. A couple miles away, just down the street. Oh, I didn't that's even, wild. I didn't even realize that his office is on the same street that I live on. What, essentially, what's his house? What's his place like? Have you I have over? not been to his. Uh, I've not been to his house yet. Should you show up? Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. Well, I heard <laughs> when he was really trying to push Spawn years and years ago. There used to be a Spawn trailer that was. He had, I think he had a, a funny car too. Maybe. Wow. So they're making a, they're making another movie. You know, another. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna... I think it's um uh what's his name uh really good uh when I can't think of a name uh-huh. Jamie Fox Jamie Fox I believe Jamie Fox was in talks for that not through he would be good film. yeah yeah so, uh, there's producers somebody can Google it oh, I, I'm curious as to why uh, you haven't focused on doing more voice work in in your career because I don't, I don't think I've been very good at it when I first went oh, to I disagree. LA, you're right, probably. <laughs> See, we are friends. I think there's, I think when um, the impressions are pretty good, 
But, but so is the voice. You, you're, you can act and you can... You know. I was a terrible actor when I first went to L.A., though. I mm. got there and they, they, I would do all these impressions. Then they had me read something. And they're like, okay, now um, maybe make it seem like you're in a scene <laughs> like, instead of reading. I'm like, I'm not... I thought I was doing really well here because everybody was Could quiet and focused. Act? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever looped dialogue for somebody? Uh, probably some small things, but never never in the, the movie stuff. Because I think uh, we... Well, you know, Craig... Schumacher does the uh, the Barney, the, uh, Don Knotts, Don Knotts. And, and does he looped, still do their stuff? <laughs> he, and he, lo- he looped his dialogue for some of his dialogue for Pleasantville, and yeah. he'll show up in Family Guy when they need a random Don yeah. Knotts. You know, speaking of Seth MacFarlane, like they'll just he'll call up Craig Schumacher and he'll do whatever. I, I I think I told you this before. They had me Family Guy had me come in and do something once they didn't like it and they never called back. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It was a De Niro, and I was like, hey, what's going on here? And they're like, that doesn't sound like him. I'm like. <laughs> All right, I, I guess I shouldn't make a living at this. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't take any offense to it. I was just like, I've always been terrible at this. And yeah. I went and did a, a couple, uh, Phineas and Ferb. I did one of those. Ah. In fact, you turned me on to Phineas and Ferb. Uh, I was I went to your show at the Borgata. And okay. It was you and Jeff Gordon were talking about this show. And I thank you for that because I love that. Oh, that it's, cartoon. it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a they have another show now. Those guys did. Disney only does a certain amount of shows because then they have to pay people a lot more. I believe is they what don't it like is. that. Yeah. Um, but there's a I'm having trouble with recall this morning, which is really great. Maybe taking some notes, some note cards would help out. Sure. But what I'm doing now is filling in the blanks with just talking until somebody says me and change the subject. I have a question Hint. for you. It's like a beautiful mind. You're you're seeing words but they're not coming together yeah, yeah yeah and they're in a different language that's part of the issue right can you sing not i, I mean right now could. i probably could uh <laughs> i can show you the world um i don't know why that came great never had a friend like me what's this genie okay um let's a little i could but i can't once the music starts and i always found that on american idol you, you ever notice people can sing pretty well when they're just just doing it a cappella? Sure. But once the music comes in, you have to hit the beats and then you have to think for stuff. Yeah. And, and I really struggle when I have to sing to somebody else's timing. Yeah. That's that's a big problem I have. So I can't... Like, when I had that show in Vegas, I had a band that was there. It was almost like making fun of Vegas shows. Right. They would kick into stuff. I'm like, do I start now? Do I start now? <laughs> and now it's Jeff Goldblum doing uh, Hakuna Matata. Hakuna ah uh, ah uh, Matata <laughs> means no what? No worries. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's... I don't know. The voice, I wish I'd have gotten better at it and gotten, because you, if you get in there, yeah. you're like there forever. I can't imagine that it's not something worth revisiting. You're, you're, you're too talented to not. And we, we know people who honestly don't even have a, a, a fifth of your vocal chops and abilities and, and are doing pretty well. So you yeah, know. I mean, the, and, but they, they have the confidence in it. That's part of it, too. And I live in I live in Arizona. So yeah, that's you can, true. You can you can phone everything in, but they like you to be there right. unless you are one of those people that's mm. that's been around forever. Yeah, right, right. And um, you know, and I maybe eventually when I'm eighty, I'll get an old man. This is the here's Jeff Goldblum old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be maybe they can cast you as as as, as uh, the clown for in Spawn with the uh, you know the, when they do that. That's that's a cool character. 
Yeah, I, I'll take anything. Uh, <laughs> who am I kidding? I'm not really <laughs> well, have you guys seen this show, Umbrella Academy? Yeah, just yes. talking just, about it. Just finished it. I okay. watched the first it. episode and tapped I, out, and then these guys continue oh, you watching. Only watched the, you didn't like it. Well, they convinced me to go back to it. Oh, I had so I'm much in fun. love with it. There's an actor in there that was in Mindhunter. His name's Cameron Britton, and he plays Hazel. Hazel and Cha-Cha? Yeah, 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 yeah. The way he oh. talks is so interesting. Yes. <laughs> and he plays, in in, in, in Mindhunter, he plays this serial killer. The first one? But yeah. It, is there more than one Mindhunter? Well, no, 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 no. The first serial killer that he meets? It's the, the it's the big guy in the jail. That's the same guy. That's, yeah. That is the guy who we were, we were talking about. Um, He, he was, he's we were a, talking about a Dan genius. Cummins. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, a yeah, genius. Yeah. And, he's a genius. And and he was just yes he's, he's up on the screen yes yeah. he's fantastic I think he was nominated for an Emmy uh, but he's got but, but this the actual way. serial killer he's portraying was 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 Mensa level smart uh, yeah yeah and and he he's just so much I can't not watch him yeah yeah and I didn't realize it was him at first because he toned it in that in Mindhunter it was like almost Forrest Gump yeah. like uh, of a level of a character mm-hmm. but his his I think his normal way of talking is pretty close to that. Uh the one I'm hooked up on is this character Klaus uh in, oh, yeah, in yeah. Umbrella Academy. Hilarious. Nuts, Whoever this right? actor is, he's great. Yeah, he uh, he sells well it's all it's he's drugged out of his mind yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and he's uh he sells it so well and just keeps doing He's so into the character, and he's so into the scene that you're going, this guy's not acting. He just yeah, lives yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah. it yep. He's fantastic. I'll tell you I who's really it. good is the guy they, I don't know if you follow, if you've been watching Gotham, which is coming to a wrap-up, yes. but the guy who's playing the Joker. Oh, he's fantastic. Is fan-freaking-tastic. You yeah. know, and that, you know, I, I, I try not to advise people, you gotta watch this show, because there's so many goddamn shows to watch, you just, it's impossible. A friend of mine is on that show. He's selling really? Grundy. Yeah. Are you Drew, kidding? Drew Powell. He's yeah. great. Oh yeah, Drew Paul and he was a great this. Solomon Grundy. Yeah, he was Butch uh, Butch Butch Gilzine, who you, it turns out the, when they he actually dies for like the third time because that's what happens in superhero shows. Yeah, but then they're like they give his I can't remember the the or his um, alter ego name, but he. Uh, it, it turns out he's the guy who turns into Solomon Grundy. We've uh, Steve and I have, have professed that, that these uh, the MCU in particular, when these movies come out, these are like uh, what concerts were when I was like a teenager. Like yeah. you get that excited about when the movies are coming out and going to see them. You know, well we're doing. We're, I rented out a theater for the podcast I'm doing the uh, the comic playground podcast because. Uh, we're just going to go there, and then we're going to live stream talk about it that night. Uh, you, oh, after, really? When yeah. uh, when the, yeah. the, the right after it comes out, so Captain we, America, it, or I mean, uh, 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 Captain Marvel? Marvel? Yeah, or, Captain okay. Marvel. Did cool. I say Captain America? No, no, no. I, I did. Okay, Sorry. I heard you say it. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. if I'd said. And I've gotten so many names wrong or not remembered them this morning that it could have been anything. Yeah. Mark. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we're gonna we'll go do that. Um and my it, we're actually going on the Thursday on the preview show. Yeah, and you guys probably do that kind of stuff all the time. We're having the we're having a, a, like a press screening early. Okay, and then um, uh, the one thing is I want to make sure it's in it's uh, on a you know 3D. I'm like I, I, apparently it's awesome in 3D. Oh so, really? Yeah. I, I don't see. I don't enjoy 3D personally. I used I to scared. despise it, and now I freaking love it. Oh really? Yeah. I can my take da- it or leave it. It's... My daughter gets headaches, yeah. so yeah. it's it's all up to her. But yeah, the, yeah I, don't know. I lose bladder control. But other... <laughs> no, no, it's uh, so yeah, it's it, it, that's that's cool. So, have you ever considered so with the podcast that you're doing? Have you ever considered taking that out on the road? 
Uh, yeah, we will yeah. as it develops. It's getting better. The podcast started out one of these. I, there's two that I'm doing. One's the more serious kind of one. It's Alan Frank try to be serious, and that's more like issues. Yeah. It's like talking about political things without being political. You talked and, about that, and people people say like Nick's always like, yeah, that sounds fun. I'm, I'm never going to listen, but it sounds fun. <laughs> uh, and then the comic playground is is it's it, actually I'm going to change the title and broaden it more because my main audience. Doesn't seem to be going straight to comic books, and that's not really what it is. It's Gotham. It's Umbrella Academy. It's a little bit of everything. It's superhero talk. Change It'll the title to the Adam Carolla show. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, get a little nasally and uh, have analogies that kind of make sense and then suddenly do. Um, yeah, so I think we will take that out on the road. We're yeah. gonna go to we're gonna go to some comic cons and stuff like that too eventually. Cool. But I I, I want to be around that world a little bit more and, and with my daughter being so into it. It's so cool that you had that. So Preston talked about the story about his his kids are uh, well now they're they're teenagers the, the the boys are but they they're into the rock that he loved growing up. Oh, that's you great. know and yeah. to, and, oh, and, right. and it wasn't music, forced yeah. on him. So okay. it just happened by natural attrition. Mm-hmm. But my son my son is for some reason into 90s rap. I don't even know what that is. Early Well, that's all you. <laughs> I, yeah, if, if there's one thing that describes me. It's uh, 90s it's rap. It's 90s rap. <laughs> But he's he's a ton of Eminem stuff and all. It's okay. like Snoop and Dre, that stuff too. Yeah. Or, okay. Oh yeah. I That's mean, it's great. Cr- it's interesting to me because. I would think he'd be into current stuff, but he and his friends are all about a decade behind. Well, maybe that's what his real dad is into. Could be. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Unless you saw him, and then you'd be like, oh, okay. no, that's mini Frank. <laughs> now, did, Nick, you had some things you want, you were talking about we were going to do before, and was I just too interesting? Uh, yeah, you just <laughs> talked yeah, way too much. Yeah, actually, you were. I mean, we could... Uh, Time wise, we got. You guys have other stuff to do. I'm not trying to. No, we have a conlight. We we just wanted to remind people what a good friend you were. Yes, that that recurring friend. Yeah. By the way, we should plug uh, both uh, appearances this weekend because it's uh, Parks tonight and then tomorrow in AC. Yes, Parks and Ben. Is it Ben Salem? Yes. Is that where the Witch Trials were? Yep. Is that where that Ben Salem Witch Trials? Ben Salem Witch Trials. Legendary. Uh, Ben Salem Five. Is that another thing? So Parks tonight. Is is it? Because I haven't been there before. It's the Excite Center. I'm sure that's where you are. Yeah. And then in Atlantic. City is it? It's Ocean Casino, or Ocean Resort, Ocean, Ocean Resort or... Casino. Yep. That's the first mm-hmm. time, and I've heard that's great as well. Yep. So, yep. really looking forward to both of those. Yeah, you're going to like the new venue in Parks. It's it's a really cool uh, spot. So uh, we just we did a, a, an event there on on uh, in December. It's it great. Excellent. It's really acoustically and everything. Really it's just cool a room. great room. And yeah. I wasn't trying. I hope you guys. Didn't, I wasn't trying to stay extra time and do the stuff Nick had planned. I just wanted <laughs> to think that I was not trying to like divert his ideas. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, because look at him now. He's like, "Why are you doing this?" I know. So, I was pretty disappointed. Honestly, no. We love it when we have stuff planned and we never get to it. Okay, that's, good. That's good. a good that's, sign. Because be I felt honest. like a jerk. I was like, no. "Geez, I, maybe I'm just not giving any pauses." <laughs> <laughs> well, you're coming back next week, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually I'm back. You guys go to what? One? Yeah, I'll be yeah. here from noon to one. The Jack Kerouac of comedy. In the time you guys aren't even actually on, and the midday person is just uh, cashing checks. Right. <laughs> well, listen, Frank is going to be at Parks tonight, eight o'clock. You can get tickets at ParksCasino.com or just go to Ben Salem and go to a park. Casino and go see him. And then uh, if you're in AC, uh, Ocean Resort Casino show tomorrow night. That's at 9 o'clock. So make sure you check out our recurring friend, Frank. <laughs> it's good I to appreciate see you, it, man. guys. Thank All you. night long, Morgan Freeman. Thank you. <laughs> Frank Caliendo! We'll take a break. We'll come back. Mr. Skin and the 20th Annual Anatomy Awards. Stay down. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 90. 90- 
This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com to score lift tickets for just 20 bucks and for details on how to register your sled to compete for cash and prizes. From WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. Scoot up Valentine's Day? Diamonds will get you out of the doghouse. Make it up to her with Stevens Angel Heart Diamond Necklace for only $128. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut, Stevens Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Sunday, the Academy Awards are uh, coming up. Uh, so that is this Sunday, right? It yeah. is this Sunday, yeah. yeah. Well, the the hostless Academy Awards. Yeah. That means that it is time for a different award ceremony and 20 years strong now for this. It's hard to believe. And I think we've As been, long as we've been on air. I think we've been talking to him for that long. Yeah. Uh, please welcome to promote the 20th annual Anatomy Awards, Mr. Skin. Hey. Hey. You know, you're right. When I, I first did the Anatomy Awards in March of 2000, and when I look back at it, it was just these couple of links, um, you know, maybe 12 or 14 categories, and they were just little links to nude scenes and things. And now we are 20 years later, and with my uh, great tech team and writers and everything else, I'm, I'm really proud of uh, our 42 categories and how it's laid out on the website. Yeah, as well you should be. I, I, I think it's criminal every time they lavish praise on Google, and here you are, you know, doing basically the same thing but just for nudity. Well, I hope I hope I could roll out some of my own red carpet for you guys in this <laughs> award ceremony. We, 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 we I, listen, I got to tell you, looking at the, there's just a wealth of nominees yeah. this year, oh, yeah. and there's a, I think, a wealth of surprises. And uh, honestly, it, we keep saying it every time you're on, but oh, this has been a banner year. This has been a banner year, but this has been a banner year again. Yeah. Well, listen, it's really getting easy because way back in 2000 when I. Uh, first did this, there were only like um, probably around 20 shows that had nude scenes, uh, female nude scenes back then. I combined television and movies because it's all the same to me as far as I'm concerned. But now here we are in 2019. Last year, 2018, there were 144 shows across all those platforms like Netflix and Hulu and and, you know, HBO, Showtime, and 144 shows that show female nudity, not to mention all of the movie stuff. So what's fun for me with my Anatomy Awards is we watch all of this and bring out the crazy, wild, fun stuff that most people don't even know existed. And it's really fun to curate this stuff uh, for the website. I mean, you're going across all sorts of everything from TV to movies to reality shows. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, stuff happened on reality shows. We had... um, our best accidental nudity of the year, and it's usually going to come from a reality show because uh, in this case it was Amorosa on Celebrity Big Brother 
so that that's on CBS, but they did a live stream on February 9th of last year, and she was wearing a robe with no bra, and it it truly was accidental because if you watch the scene, her robe gets caught in the chair and her her whole right breast pops out and it's just like only because it was live did we see it they didn't have a chance to edit it just to clarify you actually have someone watching the live stream of big brother just oh yeah well we uh we recorded it because you know you never know and uh there we had it amarose the right breast that was our best Accidental nude scene of the okay. year. Okay. All right. Uh, one of the things I love, and we'll get to some of the, the, the big awards, but uh, is how creative you and your team are uh, <laughs> with coming up some awards. One of our favorites of, of years past was um, the, the Best Swingers, which is when you see a woman's <laughs> naked back and you can actually see her breast, even though... Yeah, that winner was uh, Alexandra Daddario and Baked in Brooklyn, where your, your breasts are so big and natural that... From behind, yeah. you could see side boob, which is pretty incredible. So here's the one that I like best this year. Okay. Best best rear burger. Yes, yes. How can you possibly describe that radio-friendly yeah, to our audience? It's a little tougher on terrestrial radio, but I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, uh, best rear burger. The, the winner this year, and I'm sure she's very, very excited, is Rosamund Pike. Yes. Who is a pretty famous... Um, uh, British actress. She was in a James Bond movie, Die Another Day. You might remember her as uh, Ben Affleck's wife in Gone Girl. She's a she's but, a solid actress. Yeah, really good. And yeah. in this movie, um, Private War, she plays a war correspondent, Marie Colvin, and she's completely nude in front of the mirror, and Stanley Tucci's in a tub, and then she comes over and gets into the tub with Stanley Tucci, and let's just say we see Tucci and Coochie at the same time. It's yes, amazing. very good, yeah. very good. Yeah. But, yeah, from the rear, uh, as yeah. she's bent over, so that's the that's rear, the-, <laughs> the best rear burger. Yeah, yeah. well, we, we're always, yeah, and quite frankly, that's very rare and shocking, but yes. it was something that we saw, and we are like, oh, boy, that's got to be an anatomy award. So. Okay, how about the best gooper scooper? What's, uh... <laughs> What exactly is that? Okay, so, um, yeah, um, the winner is Josephine Decker in Room 104. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's uh, it's an HBO show that airs Friday nights, and uh, it was in Season 2, Episode 7. And this is an anthology series where it's all about what happens in this specific hotel room, Room 104. And yes. In this scene, her and her husband were there to possibly have a baby, and he obviously wasn't all in on the baby thing because during sex when the big moment came it it didn't go in okay uh she ended up uh kind of doing it herself let's say with her wow okay that is crazy i know what you're saying yeah 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 scooper scooper and it's a very graphic scene as you can imagine yeah again something you guys probably missed but you could you could watch it's almost though mr skin it's almost a direct rip off of a scene that i remember from petticoat junction (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's let's go to some more traditional categories, and then we can we can get back into the odd ones if you'd like as well. Uh, this is always a good one. Best underboob. Yeah, I like this a lot because um, there's it's uh, Ariel Winter, known oh. as Alex Dumphy on Modern Family. Yes, and um, she that this was that movie, the last movie star with Burt Reynolds. It was kind of his swan song. He played a. He played a fading matinee idol, right. and uh, she's a young publicist. At the 41-minute mark, she's in bed uh, with her boyfriend. She gets out of bed wearing a thong, 
And as she bends down to pick something up, she's wearing a half shirt. Aria Winter showed amazing underboob. It's not technically a nude scene, but if you're a fan of underboob, this was the best one of the year. It's wild because, you know, you remember throughout the years on Modern Family, and then there was that, uh, yeah, she had surgery and so on and so forth yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But, but she's her Instagram has sort of become legendary for uh, yes. all her yeah. shots are very provocative. Yep. Well, in the last couple of years when she started posting all these Instagram pictures, like I never thought of her on Modern Family. I thought of her as this little kid, yeah. smart, smart-ass kid. And all of a sudden you're seeing her Instagram pictures like, holy geez, she's grown up to be a you know, beautiful woman, very curvy. Yeah. And boy, did she use Instagram to her advantage, and she's become one of the more popular uh, Instagram pictures. <laughs> what did you guys choose at, uh, at Mr. Skin for best TV show for nudity? Well... Um, the best TV show every year is something that, um, you know, as you can imagine, in the last, like, ten years, it's become a bigger deal because there's so many shows with nudity. We chose a Netflix sci-fi show called Altered Carbon. And if you haven't seen this, I'll, I'll summarize why it won. Uh, season one had 22 nude scenes, and many of them were full frontal with beautiful actresses like Martha Higarita, Dykin Lachman, who you see on our uh, representation here, and then Kristen Lehman were just a few of the many great nude scenes. And uh, there were other great shows, The Deuce and whatnot, but for us, Pound for Pound, Altered Carbon, which is based on a well-known uh, book, the sci-fi series from Netflix, was the best. Sure. I mean, you know, it's funny, I, because this year there were no new episodes of Westworld. Um and, or, or Game of Thrones. Or Game of Thrones, but they, yeah. they certainly would always be contenders for that, correct? Yeah, they always are, of course. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that when that final episode of Game of Thrones comes out, we're going to have some great nudity. That'll be out in a couple months. So uh, looking forward to that. I think, obviously, to the foreign press and to a lot of people, they're interested in Best Butt Munch. Who won that this year? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the Best Butt Munch is... Uh, uh, from a movie called Duck Butter, and it's Alia Shawcott and Laia Costa. And Alia, you might know her as maybe from Arrested Development, the television show. Yeah. And in this movie, which came out on April 20th, uh, these two women meet in a club, and they, they make a pact that they're going to, for 24 hours, try to create intimacy by having sex at least once an hour. And it's pretty much a show of... <laughs> Two women just having sex, including this scene at the 36-minute mark, which won our best butt much. Now, is this is this this is sort of an unofficial sequel to the last Expendables movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same thing. I, and this is again like, how many people actually saw Duck Butter? You know, but what you got to see this scene because it's really cool. Like, yeah, Duck was, Butter. Who knew? Right. <laughs> Who knew? All right, well, yeah, who knew? Who knew? We got to wrap it up here in just a second, but I did want to get uh, your take on Breast Picture, which is the one that uh, that takes the big award this year. Well, every year we do this as kind of a, you know, it's our homage to what's a mainstream film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mainstream now, not porn or anything. A mainstream film that had the best nudity. And, and this year I went with Fifty Shades Freed. And I know guys make fun of it and it's it's a suburban housewife movie but there was tons of great nudity with dakota johnson uh her and jamie dornan in this and here's another thing to consider about this 50 shades franchise this was the third one the three movies combined starting in 2015 and and in the 2018 made over a billion dollars 
I mean, these people went to see these movies. I get it. There's a lot of suburban housewives, but what a great movie for nudity. And, no, I, I mean, know, the I, acting isn't great, but we don't really care. About I it. told you, I, when I saw the first one, I was I was familiar with all the the uh, the controversy and stuff surrounding it. But I thought, you know, once you've seen full blown and no pun intended porn and stuff like that, it really wouldn't be something that interesting. They they for as far as a mainstream film goes, they they pushed it. Yeah, they, for sure, for sure. It's very graphic and. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and it was, in our opinion, no, it was mainstream film. Fifty yeah. Shades Freed was our best picture. Okay. All right, and I do have another question, Mr. Skind. Uh, we saw that your Twitter account was suspended. Now, you can pretty much put all the porn you want <laughs> on Twitter nowadays. Oh, I didn't know that. Our Twitter account got suspended? M- Marissa yeah. just let me know, yeah, that your suspe- your account has been suspended. Nick, did you find that as well? Yeah, there's a, there's a sort of a parody account, Mr. Skin, but not the actual one. Look into that. I had no idea. I'll have to look into that. I, I can't imagine what we would have. Uh, yeah, that's what I saw. I was wait a second. There's nudity on yeah. this. All right. Well, anyhow, that's something for you to go research, Mister Skin. And by the way, also remember for the ladies, there's the uh, uh, the uh, and and whoever What's else. What's the is men's in? companion or the ladies' companion? Uh, yeah, Mister Man. Mister Man. Our Manatomy Awards going on there too. If you so there's it's it's, it's fifty fifty. And this stuff's all free, by the all way. All free. You can just oh, yeah, it's all free at the front page of our website. Excellent. All right, hey, great to talk to you, Mr. Skin. Have a great weekend, okay? You got it, guys. Thanks. All right, we'll see you later. Yay! Mr. Skin. The one and only. Yeah, his account is uh, suspended, so. The hell? What could you possibly? I always said that Twitter's basically the Wild West for this stuff. Yep, exactly. All right, we want to thank our next guest for uh, remaining patient while we went through uh, was- chatting with Mr. Skin. Uh, but he's back in town. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. He's a friend of the show. Please welcome Rich Bull. Thank you. I, I mean, it was all those naked pictures on the screen here. Yeah. Your audience, look how many quarters they're going to say. They don't have to go to the quarter booths yes, today. No, yeah, yeah. Just, it's all good. Uh, how's it going? Last good. time I saw you guys was during the uh, food uh, drive, yeah, and that was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, we love that you do that, man. Yeah. It's so cool. You had a great set, man. Thank I, you. You know what? I've, I've seen you before, but I was really enjoying your set that night. Oh, thanks. But the audience was so pumped. And... and where where you guys did it this year compared to the other time I did it was yeah. such a better room. Oh, cool, good. You know, you know, it just set up better. Yep. The audience was great. It was a lot of fun, cool. and, and all the comics on the show. You know, I mean, Derosa and Catch uh, uh, and Atel. I mean, just yep. it was so much fun. There no, was, it know. means a lot too that you guys you. do that and take time out of the schedule because it's very cool. And it was yeah, everyone was raving about it. So, but it, it, it's uh, it's good to see you back, man. Thank you, yeah. thank you for having me. And uh, yesterday I celebrated thirty three years sober. Wow. Oh. Thank you. I, uh, and 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 life is great. Yeah, Casey, Casey just celebrated seven the other day. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he told me seven. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and, you know, it's a good start. It, what do you mean it's a good start? <laughs> Thirty days is a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a week is a good start. We yeah. were talking to you about. Yeah, I think one of the times we had you, yeah, we yeah. talk about you know, and you've been you've always been very candid with. Uh, I mean, there's some wild stories in, uh, in your in your arsenal of uh, of 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 you know how bad it had gotten for you, and, and then when you hear those juxtaposed to seeing you coming around the way you have in life, and then you look at like like uh, poor Artie Lang, who's got who's oh, fighting yeah. this this fighting this demon, such a great talented <laughs> guy, just can't just keeps getting him. I, you know, I you re, some people you know they just say some people are sicker than others, and yeah, you know, you never know. Something might turn around. Something this time might, you know. It's, uh, hope springs you know, eternal. You know, whatever that 
as you said, I agree. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't follow Nietzsche's. Uh, You're not but, big into Nietzsche. Uh, but no, I, sh- I, j- I shot an hour special yeah. at, a, at a 12-step convention. Which has never been done before. Wow! Like, it was, uh, you know, it's a big. They have conventions all over the country. Yeah, you know, b- different fellowships, and the first time they ever let cameras in, I shot. A, I mean, we don't show the audience at all. No, you know, I call it anonymous. But <laughs> right. it, it, it's it's amazing how great the audience. It's amazing the fact that you're up there and they appreciate everything, and you know, you don't have anybody, you know. No drunks in the audience, out of control. I'm not saying most yeah. clubs do. Most clubs don't. Yeah. Let me ask you: control. when you were doing, uh, when you were first starting, starting out, um, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out if you were in your active addiction when you were when yeah. you were first starting out. The first couple of years, I was I was partying, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. I mean, but uh, it, it, I, I mean, I stunk. I stunk as a comic. You know, two months ago, I'm finally getting good, <laughs> but it, you know, it. it yeah, I was doing it. We were partying and, you know, just... It sort of lent itself to that, did it What's not? That? It sort of lent well, itself yeah, to that. Well, yeah, yeah, but I was at a different level. Like, you know, people were drinking and, and, and I guess, doing coke. But, you know, I, I, you know, I if I saw somebody doing coke, I'd go, you're doing it the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> you know, right, yeah. you're wasting. It's like reading a book backwards. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Get with the program. But, you know, and I was I was a creep. And, and I, I talked about this in my special I used to go to garage sales. I don't know if I ever told this story here. And I used to go buy like golf clubs, like five, a set of like old $5 golf clubs. You see right. every garage sale, like sure. old Wilson's or Rusty yep. Golf Club, whatever. And I'd buy a set for five bucks. Then I'd go to the, you know, the, the drug dealer in town. I'd go, look, give me this much on credit and I'll leave my clubs as collateral. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Right. Do you know how many drug dealers in my hometown are, <laughs> got crappy golf clubs? <laughs> <laughs> like I, all over town, I was dropping off golf club. Wow. You know, it's funny though, Rich. You always, you always think, man. So you get you see these creative things that you know, and you, yeah. or you you see these guys well, who do these things, and then these criminals are breaking, and they have this incredibly inventive way. It's like if that if that attention could be turned to something creative, yeah, you know. But you know, you're not in that mindset to be able to think that way. Well, yeah, when you're an actor, but you yeah. know, that's what. That's one thing I love about comedy, yeah. being a comedian. Like, you know, you have club owners and managers and agents and this and that. And but and whether you get along with them or don't or they're positive. The one thing no one can take away from you is your creativity. Right. You know, you always have that, whether you're a working comic and non You know what I mean? And that's the great thing is when you... When you can keep creating. Sure. I watched uh, Ray Romano's Netflix special last Sorry. night. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No. It was, um, it was his first one in 30 plus years, and, yeah. and he did it at the Comedy Cellar, yeah. and then he went around the corner and did it at, uh, at another the Underground. Venue. Underground, yeah. And, um, but it was interesting to me because he uh, – it was funny, and, and I enjoyed it, but he was very concerned about the quality of the crowd. And he, he mentioned that a few times, and he was he was worried that it was going to be – uh, an unreceptive crowd or a bad crowd or a bored crowd. Yeah. Do, you, do you encounter that in clubs? Do you worry about what the, the quality of the crowd's going to be like? No, because I know what I do, I do, I do pretty good. I do yeah. well. So I, I, and I'm different, you know, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to 99 out of a hundred times. I'm going to get the crowd. I'm going to, I know, you know how, how to play. I to just him. know how to play to them. Yeah. And I'm not bragging. It's just no. I'm doing it for so long. You know, a, a great pitcher knows when to throw a curveball. 
you know, that, good well, comics know when to do an audible if you have to do an audible. Yeah. You a know, good car player know, knows when to hold them and knows when to fold them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and a, a good co-host knows when to not <laughs> cut in when you're... When you're when, <laughs> I didn't see him talking during Mr. Skins Act. All right. Uh, boy, some riveting... Uh, so. <laughs> no, but it's true because there are some comics who, who are, are very... Every utterance, every pause is yeah. completely precise. Precise, uh, and they get in a room with an audience that doesn't mean they're bad at no, all. It at all. just means they get in a room with the crowd that's a little bit unruly, and they're thrown off. But you, you're, you're, you're a classic club comedian who knows how to handle whatever mo- most situations. And I like to work in the moment. Listen, I, I went and watched Collins' one man show the other night. Yeah, Red, Red State, Blue State. He's he's brilliant. Yes, he he's it's just watching somebody. And and I text my wife and I go I just saw Colin it, I go it was so good I, I want to quit comedy and, and she said well at least something good came out of it right? like, you know and we you love your him. wife by the way she's yeah, awesome yeah you watch all different styles and I'm watching Colin and I'm going this is just brilliant I saw some of Ray stuff it was funny and Ray you know uh, it's tough when you're doing that much TV to right. stay on top of comedy yeah you know and Ray's it's very always, different Ray's always been funny though. That's why he was on TV, because he was so funny in the beginning. You well, know what I mean? And you spoke about the creativity, and yeah. nobody will ever take that creativity away from Ray Romano. He, he knows how to write a joke, and he knows yes. how to be a comedian. Yeah, he's he's always he's always done stand-up, even through, but he, he, you don't get to do it as much. You know, I've had such a... Uh, uh, a horrible career where I didn't do TV that I got to do stand <laughs> So you benefited from I, a horrible I ben- career. I benefited going on the road and working, you know, these trailer parks and, you know, and seeing what America's about. Exactly. You, know, you have a better understanding. I don't get to, you know, sit in my lush place in, in Beverly Hills, you yeah. know. I, if I sleep in my car, it's a nice car. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I got So I get to, you know. But, and another thing, too, and uh. I got to hang out throughout my career. My friends are some of the best comics. Yeah. You know, Norton and Bobby Kelly and Florentine and Billy Burr, Kevin Hart. We all hung out. Patrice. So you, 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 when you're hanging out with, with such great comics... You know, it, it 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 lifts your game. Well, the evidence I've I've, I've sung its praises a, a number of times that your your roast I I was howling okay. at that, and you were surrounded by legitimate friends who know you, and they they just ripped you apart as you're supposed to do at a roast, uh-huh. and uh, and you gave back as good as as uh, they they gave you, and it was it was great. But that's right. I mean that's that is a that is a rare cluster of friends that you have, and you know I don't I, you know I, there's. A, there's some up and comers, but uh, yeah. you know, I, I, no, no names coming to mind. You know, well, you you must be talking about the one at VossRoast.com. I'm not, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. Uh, that you <laughs> what can, was that saying? VossRoast.com. Oh, right. Ten dollars uh, if you want to purchase it. Yeah, did, buy yeah. it down. But listen, when Kevin started, he hung with us. You know, he came up from Philly with Keith Robinson. Yeah, and he hung with you know me, Patrice, and, and you know Kevin. We'd go play basketball at night and yeah. stuff. And he's doing okay now. Oh, he's doing Kevin, great. Yeah, yeah, he's doing all right. You know. <laughs> Uh, I'd he, say a good, right. yeah. He, he played the link. Ugh, he stinks. <laughs> all right, enough with him. Enough with him. I can't wait till he gets a little older. Nobody wants to see an old little man. <laughs> Nobody. We're done with you, Kevin. Stop. All right, take your money and head to an island. We're done with you. Enough already with him. Yeah, sick yeah. of him. He's dumb commercials now. Hey, let me hey, ask wait, you, Kevin. Learn how to say no. What you? Were you not a a gag writer for one of the Oscar presentations? I've I've worked on two Oscars. Okay, I've, now, I've written on two. But what's that like? Because it's this Sunday. Yeah, 
the the awards. I know they asked me to host. But I said, uh, <laughs> "Sorry, uh, it, it was great." This is what a zero I am. Uh, I'm at uh, backstage at the Oscars. I don't know. I tell these stories. So I don't know if I told. Yeah. You, I don't think I told this here. I'm backstage at the Oscars. So Dustin Hoffman is standing, talking to Barbara Streisand. Okay. That's pretty cool. So I walk over. I did a show. I had four lines on a show years ago called American Dreams. It was about American bandstand. In the, in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Britney yeah. Snow was the, uh, yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I played Lenny Bruce. I did four, you can look up. I walk over, I have my back to Barbara Streisand, and I say to Dustin Hoffman, I also played Lenny. <laughs> I compared my four lines oh to his Oscar-nominating performance, and you wonder wow. why I'm, 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 nothing's going on in my life. Yeah. And, and I walked away, and I go, I hate myself. <laughs> why would I say something like that? But you don't know what to say. No. Like, there's certain people. Like, I did a function, and, and, and Bon Jovi was there. Yeah. I'm not... A big boncho. We've had some of this stuff, but I'm looking at him, and he's walking around, and it's like there's like angels following him, <laughs> and I'm staring at. I can't stop staring. I'm like a stalker throughout yep. the day. Yep. Some people are that magnetic or something. You know what yeah. I mean? And you you stand next to Dustin. What am I gonna say to Dustin Hoffman? But, hey, you know what we have in common? And he's thinking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We both played Lenny Bruce. I played Lenny too. But yeah. that's the big. That's a big Terry. <laughs> Been there. Oh I man. Play, yeah. yeah. We have a friend who who met a band, and she still to this day when I see her because I only see her a couple of times a year. I go. Thanks for the music because that like she said that to better than Ezra and she was like oh my god thanks for the music Why not? <laughs> I, I was thinking about this the other day because one time at the Red Hot Chili Peppers were playing a show I was on the side of the stage Chad Smith came over started I went over and initiated a conversation uh. with him. And it led down the path of, of me talking about something that was really boring him and he wanted to get away. Right, I yeah. could tell that and I let him and I and I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, you know what? I didn't have to talk to him. No. I only talked to him because I wanted to talk to him. And it wasn't because he needed someone to talk to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, if if I was there to help him with something or offer something up that he may have needed at the time, yeah. that would have made sense. Chad, what's I'm with... only doing this just for, <laughs> for you. Yeah. So yeah. I think you would stop doing that. <laughs> yes, you know? Right. You put yourself in the scenario. <laughs> well, because uh, you're going to end up with... Well, it, you have nothing in common. It's so self-centered and narcissistic. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. might as well just run for president. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, when I first met Bonnie, she was doing... You know, Bonnie was in L.A. doing, you know, alternative rooms. Sure, well, yeah. Mostly. Some... You know, and she was, and my audience back then were animals. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. You know, why can't I get Brian Regan's audience? But anyhow, right. So she's doing shows with me, and, and it's tough. She's having. Well, finally, we're in, in, in at a club in Cincinnati, and she has a great set. Right after doing these sure. animal rooms, and at the end of the set, she she raises her hand and yells, "Good night, Cincinnati!" <laughs> like she's working a stadium. <laughs> All right? And from now on, I, I, good night, Cincinnati. Shut up. Two hundred people, <laughs> the entire city. That's what you say right before you go to bed. Yeah. Good night, Cincinnati. Good night, Cincinnati. Yeah. Thank you.
nice. Yeah. Oh my Thank God. you, Ground Round. The Christmas party at Gotham, and there's a long hallway. Yeah. And she threw somebody a kiss as she was leaving, like a friend. Yeah. I go, are you running for mayor? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Hey, if you're just jumping in, it's Rich Voss who is in our studio. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight. Tomorrow, there are two shows each yeah. night. Rich, we have a caller on the line. We're going to go to as a guest, real quick. So we're gonna, we're going to chat with you some more. But uh, he's promoting the uh, the movie Toy Story Four, which is uh, coming out in June. So yeah, he's off, but I'm glad we're talking to him now. He's been in every single Pixar movie made. He's the good luck charm. He is, and of course, in uh, Toy Story, the series, he plays Ham. Uh, most recently, I guess uh, we heard him as the return of the Underminer. Yes, and in, uh, Incredibles too. So please welcome John Ratzenberger yeah. to the show. Hey, John. Hey, hey. So, what is it? Is it Pat or Geno's? Oh, man. <laughs> the, the perennial question. You pretty pass. much got to do both. I mean, they're right across the street from each other. Have you ever had uh, either I... one of those, John? Oh, I've had both of them. I did a, a motorcycle, cross-country motorcycle uh, charity run once from New York to Vegas. And the first stop was uh, right there. It was Pat. Yeah. It was run by a guy, run by a guy named Pony Joe. And, uh, okay. and he was a he, he was a Harley rider, so he he joined in on the on the ride for a, a little bit. It's an incendiary but, uh, topic, it really is, because there's <laughs> I mean, then then you got to go with there's also Genos and Delosandros and there's gems and gems and everybody's yeah. got Chubbies. their yeah, and, and it, it's sort of like a like a, a Rorschach test of what you know what your personality's like, what uh what, what sandwich you favor. Next time you come to town, we'll hit yeah. up, we'll hit the other joints. All right, John, we'll take you around. Well, personally, see, I I make the best uh, Philly cheesesteak sandwich. You, you do? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And I, also, I make a great Italian sausage uh, uh, sub. Uh, my kids are always requesting that. So you 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 have some culinary chops? Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was a latchkey. You know, coming home, my my mother worked in a factory. My dad. Drove a truck, so coming home from school, it was just me and my sister. Right, and here you are, six, seven years old, cooking for yourself. Wow! So, uh, yeah, it's, I remember I put bacon on everything, and my my favorite, <laughs> my pH resistance was uh, <laughs> peanut peanut butter and bacon sandwich on an English muffin. That All sounds right. pretty good. I think honestly, when you can let your kids play with the oven, yeah, that's just the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to send us your yeah, recipe, John. Well, that's just it. Peanut butter and bacon on an English muffin. No, I'm, I meant for uh, your cheesesteak sandwich. <laughs> that's the recipe. That's yeah. it. The, the oh, recipe oh, is in the name of the sandwich. Oh, my God. Uh, well, listen, John, we, your publicists yeah. are going to kill us if we don't talk about the movie. So let's. I would love to keep going on about bacon and peanut butter because it does sound quite good. Uh, well, well, no. Well, the movie's not until June. We got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let me ask you, John. Is is this a nail biter? Or are you hoping it does well? Hey. Just say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story. At this point, it's a given. Everyone loves the series. And as as you re, as you return to, uh, and we talk about, we've had a lot of the Pixar people in the people, the creators, the writers. Uh, you know, everybody behind it. It's such a long process for them. It takes place over years and years. Sometimes three, four years. When you go in right. and, and do your your stuff, are you basically in and out in in a, in a day or two, or how, how long is the process for you? Yeah, but it, it depends on on uh, how how big the role is, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I it's it's usually a, 
uh, a day under a day for me. Because yeah. um, what, what I'll do is uh, I'll go and I'll give them five different readings of the same line, and which makes the process go a lot faster. Usually when you do these things, the actor will say the line, and then the uh, director and the producers will talk about it, and then they'll come back and say, okay, try it this way or try it that way. Right. What I, what I do is I just give them five different readings of the same line, and they go, okay, good. Yeah, number three. That's a good one. Okay, let's move on. And and it just uh, it, it just moves the process along a lot faster. Hey, do you, from time to time, you've done so many of these films, do people come up to you and they go, hey, you know, we were in the same movie together, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you didn't even realize it uh, all these years later? Well, I was thinking about that the other day of all the, I mean, the real stars that I've worked with, uh, you know, Tom Hanks, you know, Tim Allen, certainly. But then, you know, the last one was uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Uh, and just a real good, I mean, solid uh, uh, actors. So, you know, if if I was impressionable, I'd be very impressed with myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, this is the fourth movie. And, and I checked the IMDb and uh, it's posthumous. But you did get to work again, uh, at least through this movie with, with Don Rickles. Did you ever get to spend any time with Rickles? As a matter of fact, I would tell them to book my session either directly before or after Don Rickles. Wow. Because then because then I know I can spend some time with him wow. between the sessions. And, uh, you know, listening to his Frank Sinatra stories and his stories about that era, you know, the golden age of Hollywood. What a great guy he was, boy. That's, I, I really miss him. Real, real good fella. I wanted to ask you because you, you did a whole bunch of uh, you know smaller roles and extra work and and you were in the uh, the original, uh, well not the original but the Christopher Reeve Superman, and uh, and on that set that's you know you had you know Brando I remember they're making a big thing about what like Valerie Perrine and, and Gene Hackman all these people were, were making uh, was was that was was that experience mind boggling because it was it was an epic epic or what was your takeaway from your time on that film. Oh, then I could buy food. Uh, <laughs> you could buy food. At the time, I was living in an abandoned building. You were living uh, in an abandoned building. So, so you, you didn't have the same contract Brando had. <laughs> no, no. See, I, was, I, I had gone to London. See, I was a carpenter before I became an actor. Right. And I, uh, I went to London to visit for a week. I ended up staying 10 years. So that's how I got to do all these movies. Uh, yeah, I was about the right height, weight, age right. to be in a uniform with all these American movies. And I, I worked, believe it or not, I worked with James Cagney. Wow. Pat O'Brien. Yeah. Was that on Ragtime? That's right. Wow. And, uh, and then another actor that I'm sure that none of you there go, Melvin Douglas. I do remember Melvin Douglas. Yeah. So, so, that's wild. Big time leading man. I worked with him on Twilight's Last Gleaming. Him and Burt Lancaster. That's pretty cool. Uh, and, yeah. So I, you know, going back and looking, at it, only I worked with Ken Russell and uh, I became good friends with Richard Attenborough, John Schlesinger, uh, because, again, I was new to all this. I never went to acting school. So you were. So I didn't know. You, you're 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 over you're over yeah. in England, and because because I, there's there's an, there's an act there is a couple of actors that you see pop up in a lot of 
James Bond movies and Kubrick movies who are, in, who are American who, uh, you know, right. you'd see them time and time again. And so it was a sort of a similar situation for you. Well, there was a group of us. There's probably 12 or 15 of us living over there. Uh, one guy that you see all the time is uh, Shane Rimmer. Uh, another guy was Bill Hootkins. Uh, and, you know, I was within that group. So it was a go-to group for any time an American film was made. Yeah. Uh, somebody in that group was in that movie. Yeah. Wow. I could relate to, uh, this is Rich Voss. I, I played Lenny Bruce on, uh, <laughs> on American, and and I and I never I never took an acting lesson. So me and Dustin were talking back at the Oscars about it, and, and I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. And, there you go. Yeah, you. Rich was writing uh, lines of, during the Oscars, uh, and and so he he figured. I don't know if you heard the story, John. He approached uh, Dustin Hoffman and tried to strike up a conversation because he had had four lines as Lenny Bruce <laughs> in a made-for-TV series, series. And, and wanted to say that he played Lenny Bruce as well. Mm. It didn't go well. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I miss I, I missed that one. <laughs> well, listen, we uh, we're we're delighted that uh, that another movie has come out from yeah. uh, the Toy Story franchise because it's just so beloved. You can't go wrong with it, and uh, not till June twenty first. So we got some time. Come on in. We'll try your sandwich. We'll go pick up some extra sandwiches, yeah. uh, John. And, and I'm intrigued by peanut butter and bacon. Now that we've had you on the program, <laughs> uh, you got to try it. All right, <laughs> we will. Done deal. Thanks for coming on. John Ratzenberg. Yeah. Take care. Ham. Toy Story 4, which is coming out on, uh, on June 24th. Do you know how good Toy Story 3 was? Did you oh see it? I loved it. Yeah. How good. It was great. The it last was, 10 minutes will kill you. Yeah. Your eyes out, yeah. endearing. It was, and I don't know how they're going to pick it up from there. Well, we were talking about I the was fact. I going to ask him, but he yeah, wasn't. He was talking about, talking about bacon, bacon and peanut butter. Yeah. The fact that they spend that much time with them. Like, they've done movies where they've been halfway through and they said, you know what? It'll play better this way. Yeah. And then just change it. That's why they, they keep refining it. That's why you end up with something as good as Toy Story yeah. and Toy Story 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great. Have it you was... ever done any uh, animated stuff? No. No. What? Well, no. <laughs> No. And you would think, with my horrible slobber and lisp, I could at least play the little bird, you know, get him, Chopper. You know? <laughs> if they ever made a movie like, hey, Chopper, you know, at least I could do you that. Yeah, you'd be great, yeah. Great character voice. Absolutely. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm a big actor. I've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> you played Lenny Bruce. I've, I've done a lot of one thing. <laughs> no, we're making another don't movie, my wife and I. Oh, all right. Another time. Do- I yeah. loved your, I love the, uh, the, uh, last documentary she did was was great thank you but uh, you know you look at this guy and you're going he's been in a million things yeah, oh. yeah. you know you see some actors and they just their careers but they're making a great living they've been yeah. you know what i mean they're that's not, the job that's the role to have they're not yeah. headliners they're not uh you know they're not they don't lead the marquee but they just keep working they keep working mm-hmm. and, and they're in everything i'm watching a series now it's an older series uh it's on amazon the killing and there's so many actors yeah. in it. Yeah. I've heard about it. Is it good? It's great. I'm yeah. on the second season. It's great. But I thought when the, the first season was over, it was going to be ra- wrapped up. And then yeah. it goes into the second season. So now I'm, you know, I'm at 25 episodes in already. Yeah. You know, and I and I binge watch something. I can't stop. Yeah. You know, and I pray that they wrap up this case. <laughs> right. on I, I will watch the third season, but yeah. I would like them to wrap this one up. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Enough. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I know I, what you mean. I like when a show has a definitive end. Yeah. I, I, when, they, when, they st- when they keep going on and on, no matter how good the show, yeah. I, I just disconnect after a while. I mean, Ozark, 
you know what's going to come up. Yeah. But it ended the way, but you know his wife now is going to be some, you know, diabolical. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's a big word for me. Uh, (laughs) I even got that out without flooding the room. Did you see uh, The Bodyguard? Or Bodyguard, it was a on Netflix. On Netflix, oh, I don't know if I. It's saw, only no. six episodes. It has a beginning and end, and definitive. it's great. And it's Is really, it good? Really good. Oh, somebody yeah. mentioned that to me. Yeah. yeah it's oh, really I got those. Those ones out of Luther out of England was great. Yes, with uh, the we, Idris Elba. He used to be the nighttime manager at Caroline's. Are you kidding? We would. I, I worked with. I done fifty shows with him. Get he out. Was, he was a nighttime manager at Caroline's. Was he a good dude? The nicest guy yeah. in the world. Wow. The nicest guy. And I don't know if you ever saw that picture of him with his, you know, yeah. down at the bottom. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine oh, being that? that famous and also that? I mean, everything's going for you. Yeah. Everything. That's the confidence he has. I yeah. hate to tell you this, you know, too. He, he played Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also another guy that worked Caroline's was... Uh, uh, from Sopranos, but you remember the character that hung himself in the garage at the end? Who, who Bob, was that? Bobby Cheech is his real name, something. But he was a character on there, and he oh, was he the the gay uh, mobster? No, 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 no. I don't know, but he was. He also was like a manager. Okay, there. okay. You know, wow. they all. They all. How come you didn't end up on the on the Sopranos while the time? Because I was shooting? never a manager. Uh, <laughs> I was always. A, I actually, I I auditioned like a couple times. Yeah, and they kept calling me back. I was getting close, and the last time I went and I and I'm not a great. You know, I wasn't used to going on these auditions, so I go in. I was the first in that morning to read. Yeah, and and I at the time I wasn't good enough. But the person who, the casting director who I was reading with, yeah. started doing my lines. What? I don't know why. Yeah. She just, and it threw me off. I didn't know how to get out of that. I didn't even know how to say, hey, can we do this again? And maybe I do my lines and you do your. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not, you know, then I was just some nervous kid. You know, now I would say, hey, you, you know, but, it, and it just threw me off. And it was, but one time, I'll tell you a, a great story, a uh, real quick. Uh, I came back from Aspen Festival. I had all this heat. Right. But that's when my anxiety was so bad. I was around four. I had bad anxiety. I've okay. had it my whole life. But then it was. So my agent, I, I'm supposed to go in and read for Fox. I go, I can't do this today. I just can't do it. I, I'm, she goes, you'll be fine. And I, I'm not, you know, auditions are very uncomfortable to begin with. So I'm in there. You could see the, the sides of my hands. They're shaking. You know, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Just for me. Uh they called my manager and said, we can never see him again. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. What was it for? Do you remember? Uh, 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 a series? Know. or Who knows? Who cares? The Lenny, Lenny Bruce? Tell you that? Huh? Why would your manager tell you that? Because <laughs> it made me laugh. Are you kidding me? That's funny. We could never see him. At least they remember me. <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. If, they, if they ever need somebody that we can never see again, I'm Did the first you? one they're going to call. <laughs> it's like that La La Land sequence, you know, where they show them going up on the auditions. Yeah. yeah it's got to be excruciating. Man. No, but I mean, I've gotten stuff since then. I've yeah. done stuff, but I'm more comfortable. But auditions are Like, when you're on a set, it's... It's easy because you have a director, you, yeah. you have a couple takes, do this, do that. You know, I just did a movie. So, so 
uh, and the director was great. It was so easy. It was my wife. But, you know, she's <laughs> yes. making, besides our sequel, she's making another movie. Oh, that's awesome. So it, when you're on a set, it's different than going into just a room and reading with somebody who's done this all day long. Yep, right, and, right, right, you right, know, right, right. You can't connect with them. Yeah, and they're already sick of it. You know, I, and yeah. they, they usually don't give you much to go on either. You just got to. You yeah, wing it. Yeah, I've done it, them before. I hate uh, them. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not. It's not realistic. Yeah. No. What is real? Rich on stage. Because yes. That's where he's most comfortable. And uh, you, not only are you going to be helium uh, tonight, tomorrow, but you're back in two weeks. You're going to be at the Keswick. Florentine's going to be in town. It, that show is going to be. It's myself, Florentine, Bennington, and Bobby Kelly. Nice. That's awesome. That's tomorrow a great night, lineup. Uh, tomorrow night early show is sold out. By the way. Oh, yeah. okay. So two shows tonight, yes. and then one tomorrow, the ten o'clock show. Yeah. We got to wrap it up. I'm sorry. Thank Rich. you for having. Uh, what do you we, mean? This was anytime, great. Anytime. We love That's having so you. So much here. fun. Heliumcomedy.com to get your tickets. Do yourself a favor. Go see Rich Foss at Helium. Yes. Thanks, bud. Thank you, Rich Foss. Yeah. We got a break. Lenny we'll Bruce. In a moment. Staying right there. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. 93.3 WMMR. MMR rocks Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2019. Presented by Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum. A gigantic 18-foot-tall R2-D2 is coming down. The giant hoagie has come down. There have to be 20 people inside that thing. Join the party Friday, March 1st at Jack Frost Mountain, where the snow comes first. This is like mummers on acid. Mummers on acid on snow. It's a spectacle on snow where everyone has a blast. Amazing cardboard creations, thrilling runs, and epic fails. Be a part of the gallery up and down the tubing hill. There are people falling on top of each other. Complete pandemonium. Hit the slopes on the cheap with the MMR VIP lift ticket special. Just $20 available until noon on February 27th or while supplies last. Details at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2019 at Jack Frost Mountain. Presented by Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum. Live like a captain. Join the group and sponsored by Sprint and J.P. Mascaro and Sons. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I wanted to mention uh, that we have uh, a guest on next week, a couple of guests, but uh, there's a screening of this film that they're going to be promoting next week that's going on this weekend. Uh, the movie is called Arctic. Yeah. And uh, there's local ties to this, right, Nick? Yes, sir. Uh, so the producers are going to be on board for a Q&A, and next week we're going to have not only the producers, but we're going to have a uh, star of the film, Mads Mikkelsen, on the show. Love him. In studio? Uh, no, he is going to be on the phone. They are going to be in the studio. Well, we have the phone in the studio. The that phone he's on. will be in the studio. Okay, we'll run on the air. He's in London, unfortunately, Steve. But we will glue his picture to the receiver. Right. But Mads is—he's great. He was in Casino Royale. He's the main nemesis in that. He yeah. Rogue in, One. Uh, Rogue One. You're right. Yeah. Correct. I loved him in in uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, yes. I love the great line, uh, Mister. He goes, Doctor. Mr. Doctor. <laughs> uh, it's great. But uh, he's he's a really cool actor. And so there's a screening of this movie, Arctic, uh, a couple of times over the weekend. Tonight at 7 o'clock at the, uh, the Ritz 5. And then again on Saturday, uh, there's two. There's a 4.45 and then a 7 p.m. screening uh, at the Ritz 5. And, uh, yeah, producers Aaron uh, Scotty and uh, Chris... Uh, Lamoli, which I hope I'm getting the names correct. Lamoli. Uh, Lamoli. He just, yeah, he just texted me. Aaron just texted me. Okay. And his middle name is Holy. Uh, Aaron's from Conchi. <laughs> yeah, man. Which what? is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's big, grew up listening to the President Steve show. These guys, uh, uh, 
met each other in Los Angeles. They both grew up in Philadelphia, didn't know each other here. If I'm uh, reading you right, this is basically uh, the story of our show, well, this movie. I, I love it when, because uh, uh, Preston and Steve show has been on in Philadelphia for 20 years. So yeah. these guys grew up in this area, listening to MMR, listening to the Preston and Steve show, and then went out and did their own careers. And now they're having some success. And couldn't give us a part in the movie, though, huh? Couldn't give us a, well, Casey, I got, I got good news for you. <laughs> yeah. This is just the first of the movies in the, in the series. So he's All got, right. they have a comedy coming out with Charlie Day later this year. So these guys nice. are up and comers in the industry, and it'll be neat to have them in studio. Uh, so they'll be in next week, and then um, oh, uh, Mads is going to be on the phone. There's, also, with the movie. there's a Mads movie on Netflix that I think you guys would enjoy, because I think it's based on a uh, on a graphic comic book, and it's called Polar. So if you guys want to do that, watch that movie, and then we can talk Mads about Mads Mikkelsen is in that Yeah, okay. Yeah, he plays like a, a retired assassin. He's now only playing movies that have cold things in the title. <laughs> right. Well, cold so yeah, Nick things. and I... Ice it. Cream is the next movie. Yeah, we were Casey was like, a... he's in Polar. And I was like, no, no, it's Arctic. I go, no, it's Polar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two very different movies, or at least two different movies. Mads Mikkelsen in Water Ice. Water Ice. <laughs> Water. Pudding Pops. Water Ice. Regular Water. pudding was just the beginning. Cross. I don't like pudding. <laughs> Men are they're like cold pudding. You like regular pudding. <laughs> but then a young therapist named Kathy Romano turned him on to the joys of cold pudding on a stick. I like it. <laughs> Uh, the possibilities are endless. It's absolutely. Endless. I mean, when all you do is cold based movies. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of material. It's like Liam Neeson's Mr. Plow movie. Yeah. In promotion of this movie, uh, can I bring up an event where I wanted to beat people up simply for their race? Could you not? Yeah, please don't. Could you not do that, dummy? So, uh, anyhow, these guys are going to be in the studio next week, but the screenings are uh, tonight at 7 at the Ritz 5, and then tomorrow 4.45 and 7 at the Ritz 5. I like pudding pops. And you can uh, you can do a little Q&A action with them. Okay, all right, enough. No, right. okay, is that it? All right, yeah, we got to do the bizarre <laughs> pudding. File. Here we go, pudding. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by Jack Frost, Big Boulder Ski Area, Market Calendar for the President's Eve Cardboard Classic. Friday, March 1st. That's one week from today, friends. At Jack Frost, you can go to WMMR.com to grab lift tickets for just 20 bucks through February 27th. Authorities say an Oklahoma man stole a Pepsi truck as the driver was unloading soda in the back. Tulsa police say that no one was hurt. The driver jumped out of the back when he felt his rig move. And a trail of soda spilled out as a truck drove off. Now, police say that Stephen Hart told them that he was just trying to get to the airport after an argument with his girlfriend. Well, that and makes sense. So that's why he stole the soda truck. Isn't there a special provision in the law that if you're in, a, in an argument, you can steal any vehicle you want? You can commandeer it, yes. Yeah. Is there any reason that you could, you know, steal a car? Is there any reason? Could that- you get some lat? If you were if you were taking someone who was injured, perhaps to the hospital, right? Perhaps the, the court would see clear of that. But I, I don't think I don't think there's any law that like, allows you to commandeer vehicles at your whim. Like I was literally being chased by a homicidal maniac. There was a car that was running. Then I think you might have a case. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's still you'd still have to explain it. Uh. Okay. Uh. The girlfriend says. <laughs> Back to you, Preston. The girlfriend says he was searching for her. Police say that when they caught up with, <laughs> there was a homicidal <laughs> maniac coming after me. That's why I stole a soda truck. I better not steal this truck. Although, maybe the homicidal maniac will kill me, so maybe I should. But then I'll get in trouble with the law. If you overthink it, though, you're dead. You're there with a knife in your head in front of a Pepsi truck. So, anyhow, 
Police say that when they caught up to the truck, uh, stopped in traffic, Hart jumped out and started to run off, and he was arrested as the rig rolled into the back of a school bus. No children were on board, and nobody was hurt, but he felt it was a good idea to steal a Pepsi truck so he could go to the airport. A man was charged with assault after police say he hit a man with a porcelain watermelon topped with a chicken in December. (laughs) You don't do that to people. It's pretty much the only reason I brought up this story in the first place. Brooks, Michael Driver, who is homeless, hit the victim with the porcelain watermelon topped with a chicken. She just watermelon and a chicken on it. I'm going to crack it on your face. It's like Billy Jack. The assault. I'm going to put this watermelon with this chicken on the left side of your face, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, the assault cut the victim in the face and caused heavy bruising. Driver was arrested and held on $5,000 bond. Watermelon chicken fighter. Okay, so this is a visual thing. I'm going to show a picture to you guys here in the studio. Right. But this is how you do vandalism. A University of Nebraska Lincoln professor was cited for vandalizing political signs. Patricia Hill was cited for vandalizing U.S. Senator Deb Fisher's office and U.S. Representative Jeff Fortenberry's signs. Police say uh, they investigated the three instances of vandalism. Two political signs and a glass office door were vandalized. First, she changed the name Jeff Fortenberry to Jeff Fartenberry, (laughs) and she put gritty, like, googly eyes... Yeah. On the face <laughs> of the politician. Oh now, God. again, there's there's a funny. bit of artistry involved in this, and I think I, maybe he himself laughed at that. That's pretty funny. The Lincoln uh, Police Department Forensics <laughs> Unit analyzed the signs and stickers left behind and found uh, Hill's fingerprints at all three scenes. The eyeballs are gigantic, and they're all they're out of whack. The pupils are all over the place. It's pretty damn funny. The investigator, the investigation isn't over yet. Last ra- last spring, she was fined ninety four dollars for spraying fake blood on the home of the NRA lobbyist in Virginia. So she does this type of. I'm thing. I'm gonna call her though on this. The one misstep was the the lettering on the word odor after strong. Because the oh. strong family, strong oh, communities, and strong, strong odor. odor. Yeah, she could have made that a little bit better, but the fartenberry came out well. I like it. Uh, two Virginia dentists have Virginia Beach dentists have been forced to close up shop after the, the uh, VA Board of Dentistry suspended the license to legally do dental work. Now, Derry, uh, Dr. Gary Hartman is accused of having prescribed more than forty six thousand hydrocodone pills, more than twenty thousand soma pills, and nearly eight thousand oxycodone pills. That seems reasonable, as well as Vicodin, <laughs> tramadol, sleeping pills, and anxiety medications to patients who had either not been seen or did not need the excessive amount they were prescribed. But listen to what how he set this up. Uh, the prescriptions themselves were not the alarming part of, for the DEA, the agency investigating the claims. Misuse. It was the number of pills written to people who agents report uh, did not have appointments or ailments to fit the medic- medication prescribed. The DEA found that Hartman exchanged dental work for patients willing to be drug mules. So he would do free dentistry on them if they would transport his yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's insane. Patients told the DEA in interviews that Hartman would fix their teeth or treat them without insurance, but in exchange, they would have to fill a prescription that he wrote and hand off the pills. I was always embarrassed by my smile until I became a drug mule. Hartman was eventually drug tested by the DEA and tested positive for opioids and amphetamines himself. So he was a drug addict, too. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, wow. I got an idea. How would you like to have some better choppers? And And uh, he was busted. All right, and then we'll wrap it up with this last story. How about this, man? Terrifying moments 
in Utah were caught on camera after an avalanche buried a backcountry skier over the weekend. The group had gone off a jump in the canyon earlier last week in and uh, and earlier that day. But when one of the skiers fell and he went off again, it triggered a slide. The skier oh. who was caught in the slide didn't want to be identified, but the two friends he was with were sharing their story. A guy named Colvin Stevenson said, all of a sudden I see the avalanche and I'm like, oh my God, it's a slide. Stevenson watched helplessly at the bottom of the avalanche as tons of snow carried his friend down the mountain. He let go of his poles, he said, and he was swimming through the avalanche to keep his head up. The avalanche carried the skier 200 feet through trees and rocks until finally burying him completely. He said, right as the slide comes to a stop, I'm skiing over there, full panic, adrenaline through the roof, just wanting to save my friend. Uh, he said his friend was uh, trapped under the cement-like snow. Seconds later, a guy named John Brown, who was watching from the top, made it down. He said it was scary. I didn't know what to think. Both skiers were looking for any sign of their friend. Finally, they spotted the top. They saw a ski tip. Dear God. And it, it, he said, when I hit his leg the first time, he started screaming. Uh, it was very frantic. We were just going to dig until his head was free and he couldn't and he could breathe. Brown said he was digging with all his might and hit his friend's helmet with his shuffle, shovel. Ooh. Said we dug his head out, and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry I hit you in the head. And he's like, that was the best feeling of my life, the shovel hitting my head. Uh, luckily, ending what could have been a deadly slide. But they dug him out, man. That's uh, well. Uh, that's there was a amazing. footage I just saw recently. They had it. They had a camera fixed to a tree in an avalanche zone, oh. and an avalanche occurred. And you see the, the movies, but oh my god, the power is amazing that the that that uh, has. Yes. So it's uh, deadly, obviously. And that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. I also have some turkey bacon. I like to give away uh, two six packs of coupons, good for six full size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon. We'll take callers ten and eleven at two one five two six three WMMR. Don't forget that Godshall's is locally made right here in Pennsylvania. Facilities powered by solar panels with a water recycling program that boasts zero landfill status. It is good for you and for the planet. Two one five two six three WMMR ten and eleven. You get them. We'll be back in just a moment. On 93.3 WMMR. Skydiving. This is a... What's new? Glad you asked. Disturb. Are you ready? Are you ready for you to be strong? Ghost. The Glorious Sons. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3. No, it's not Tuesday. We only do secret sounders on Tuesday. But I have to do that. Boulevard of Broken Dreams on 93.3 WNMO. <laughs> Everything to rocks. Hey, it's about uh, 1027. Uh, it's Friday morning. And uh, we're already, we haven't even gotten to music news yet. Wow. <laughs> what the hell is well, going on? Listen, we had like five people on the show, different uh, guests. All so, engaging. Uh, yeah, so we had to take the time to uh, chat with everybody. and uh, Even guests we weren't expecting much from delivered today. Yeah, we did. <laughs> So, uh, anyhow, <laughs> I'm going to do today's lesson question right now, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Villanova and Butler. They're going to play Saturday the 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. Question that I have for you this morning is, what is always mentioned in Frankenstein's Entertainment Report? <laughs> uh, that's from early this morning. You had to have been listening because you won't get it otherwise. Uh, what is always mentioned in Frank- <laughs> Frankenstein's Entertainment Report? 
215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, please give us a call. We want to set you up with a prize. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And what stories do you have for us today, Mr. Morrison? Well, Khloe Kardashian saying Tristan Thompson cheating on her with her friend Jordan Woods might have been a blessing in disguise. Chloe says splitting with Thompson triggered her protective mama bear mode because she actually is a mama bear. Oh, my God. Jesse Smollett apparently used a check to pay the brothers who allegedly carried out the hoax attack on him. The brazen Smollett even went further, presenting them with T-shirts that read, We committed a racist hoax, and all we got were these (laughs) T-shirts. And finally, Courtney Cox revealing a terrifying trip aboard Jennifer Aniston's private plane when a landing gear accident forced a tire to explode. Fortunately, a spare landing wheel was able to be fashioned from the ladies' lip filler. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, thanks, Steve. We'll see if somebody happens to know the answer to the question, what is always mentioned in Frankenstein's entertainment report. <laughs> I will go to Kevin, first caller in. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Kevin, what's always mentioned in Frankenstein's entertainment report? Fire. 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 Yeah, you're right. Hold on, buddy. Take your information and get you some tickets. See Villanova and Butler play Saturday, March 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. You can get tickets at Wells Fargo Center Philly.com. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 933 WMMR. And this morning is brought to you by Godshall's uh, Eat Lighter with Godshall's Real Meat, Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon with up to 80% less fat than pork bacon, Godshall's Turkey Bacon, except no imitations. So we mentioned this earlier this morning in the Entertainment Report. Very sad news that uh, the Monkees bassist, Peter Tork, uh, passed away yesterday. He was 77 years old, died at a family home in Connecticut. And uh, it was after a decade-long battle with something called adenoid cystic carcinoma, which is a rare cancer of the salivary gland. You know, when you when you go to the dentist, you get that they'll give you that full checkup in your mouth. They, I think they're looking for this a lot of times when you get your just a general cleaning and checkup. They will look for this. Yeah, it's they, a very rare form of cancer. Well, they look for oral cancers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any anything that that looks like it might be an anomaly in there, and this would fall in that category. It's so sad. Uh, Torque is the second member of the Monkees to die uh, February, uh, I'm sorry, following the February 2012 death of Davy Jones, who died of a heart attack. He was 66 years old. This is a great song. He wrote it. Uh, Torque, who celebrated his birthday on the 13th, uh, was cast as the naive and dim-witted bassist of the band. Uh, it only ran, uh, the series only ran from 1966 to 67. I love this show. Two seasons. I did too. And I was a big Monkees fan. And there was, I remember there were, it polarized some people that they all, oh, that trying to be the beat. Exactly. The whole, the whole series, the whole concept was created to capitalize off yeah. um, the comedic abilities of the Beatles. But it, but it turned out that they were good musicians. Yes. And uh, they had, listen, they had great songwriters They did write some songs themselves, but they had some serious hit writers like Neil Diamond. Yeah. And they made Voice great, and heart. They made great music. Yeah. Um, so, Torque had actually made himself a name in Greenwich Village in the folk scene, uh, performing with various members of Love and Spoonful, briefly dated Mama Cass Elliot, uh, and it was Stephen Stills, a friend from his folk days. 
who had convinced him to uh, audition for the Monkey's Pilot. Stills himself had auditioned, you know. No, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and you know what I used to love on the show is sometimes at the end of the program, they would show their screen test. Yes, they would. It was great. It was cool. because They were in black and white. You see, like, Mike Nesmith coming in with his cap on. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't an affectation of the uh, his toque or whatever the hell you call it. Yeah. It was his thing. It's what he wore. Uh, during his original four-year stint in the band, Torque sang lead on several of the group's album tracks, including Anti Griselda and Shades of Grey. Out of all the group's members, uh, Torque was by far the most musically accomplished. He played guitar, bass, banjo, and keyboards during the group's 60 shows and recording sessions. Um, his songwriting, like Steve said, yes, he wrote uh, the the outgoing theme song for Pete's sake, which you just played, and can you dig it from the uh, soundtrack of the movie Head? Uh, Peter uh, left the Monkees in 1969, uh, having bought himself out of the contract. And in the ensuing years, he went on to battle substance abuse. In the 70s, he worked a variety of jobs, uh, and this is when things were bad. He he went back to being a teacher. He ta- taught algebra at a private school in California, and he performed as a singing waiter, even. Uh, he was on hand for every one of the group's reunions uh, since 1986 until, according to Davey, uh, he was fired from the group by Dolan's and uh, tour promoter David Fishoff in 2001. Uh, he was on hand for the 2011 45th anniversary tour, as well as his and Mickey's 2012 and 2013 reunion dates with Mike Nesmith. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, in 2009, he had undergone surgery for the adenoid cystic carcinoma, cancer that uh, usually grows slowly on a person's head and neck. Uh, back in October, he contributed to the Monkees' first holiday collection, and uh, he had done a few other things as well, and he had his, his solo band Shoe Suede Blues on top of that. Um his bandmates, uh, friends, and fans have been taken to social media to eulogize and remember him. Uh, with Mickey Dolan's posting, there are no words right now heartbroken over the loss of my monkey brother, Peter Tork. You know, <clears throat> I mean, so over the years, they, they, they did maintain their friendship. There was sort of falling yeah. out occasionally, and, and Mike Nesmith left because he, he came into a whole bunch of money. You know, his mother basically was uh, the inventor of Whiteout, and, uh, and uh, so... Ultimately, though, they, they always loved each other, and uh, it was, it's just sad, man, to see this fall apart this way. So Mike actually, uh, he, he released a, a lengthy statement. Uh, he wrote, uh, pardon me if I'm being dogmatic, but I think it is harder to put together a band than a TV show, not to take anything away from TV shows. These days, I watch MSNBC, mostly aghast at what I see, and what I'm missing is madcap. Peter Tork died this a.m. I'm told he slipped away peacefully. Yet as I write this, my tears are awash and my heart is broken. Even though I am clinging to the idea that we all continue, the pain that attends these passings has no cure. It's going to be a rough day. Uh, I share with all Monkeys fans this change, this loss, even so. Uh, Peter will be a part of me forever. I have said this before, and now it seems even more apt. The reason we called it a band is because it was where we all went to play. A band no more, and yet the music plays on. An anthem to all who made the monkeys and the TV show our private, dare I say, secret playground. As for Pete, I can only pray his songs reach the heights that can lift us and that our childhood lives forever. That special sparkle that was the monkeys. I will miss him, a brother in arms. So I even had the the model and the corgi toy of the monkey mobile. Do you remember that? I do remember the monkey mobile. Yeah, it's a cool car. Yeah, so sad news. Peter Twerk, 77 and gone. Uh, Greta Van Fleet has been forced to postpone its European tour due to singer Josh Kiska being unable to recover yet 
from the upper respiratory infection, which led to the earlier cancellation of the band's dates in Australia. That's not good. No. I mean, they're a new band, and they're already canceling uh, shows and entire tours. Uh, But they wrote uh, a um, a statement that basically explained what was going on. All ticket holders for the tour are encouraged to hold on to their tickets, which will be honored at the rescheduled gigs. That's beautiful. Weezer has released two new songs, High as a Kite and Living in L.A., both of um, which will appear on the band's forthcoming self-titled Black Album, which is due out next Friday. Uh, The two cuts follow two earlier ones released last fall, Can't Knock the Hustle and Zombie Bastard as well as last month's surprise covers collection known as the Teal Album. Teal. High as a Kite comes with a music video. It's a spoof on the classic children's TV series Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood with Rivers Cuomo dressed as Fred Rogers, but ends on a darker note with the band destroying the set. Uh, This is interesting. All That Remains singer Phil Labonte has called late guitarist Oliver Ollie Herbert's widow, Elizabeth, a quote garbage human being. Wow! In a new they interview. must be tight. Wow! In a new interview, saying that she was never allowed to join the band on tour while mm. the wives, while other wives and partners of uh, members of the group were all welcome on the road. Uh, Labonte said about Elizabeth, she would come to the local shows because we couldn't stop her from showing up. Everyone else in the band, wives, girlfriends, whatever, they would come on tour and stay for a couple days, stay for a week. Everybody got along. Asked why she wasn't allowed to join her husband on the road, Labonte said. Uh, we made that decision, and she wasn't allowed because she's a garbage human being. So how does he, how does he mean that? Is that in a positive way or a negative way? Uh, he added that he tried to convince Ollie to get a divorce, explaining, I personally talked to him multiple times and said, look, if you need a place to stay, I've got plenty of room. Come to my house. Ollie was found dead last October at the edge of his pond on the property uh, after he was reported missing by his wife. Uh, his body was found by police face down at the edge of the pond where the water was only a few inches deep. Uh, the police crime squad is investigating the death, which is being treated as suspicious. Mm. <clears throat> and then one last thing. The Beatles' 1968 self-titled debut or self-titled double album, better known as the White Album, has now been certified 24 times platinum. Wow. Earning the spot as the fourth top certified album of all time by the Recording Industry Association of America. Uh, The White Album sits directly behind the Eagles' 1976 Hotel California, which has sold 26 million copies. Michael Jackson's 1982 masterpiece Thriller comes in at number two. You're right in there, Mother Effers. With 33 million (laughs) units sold. And the Eagles sit at the top spot with a whopping 38 million copies sold for their 1976 compilation, Eagles, Their Greatest Hits, 71 71 to 76. Were they handing out hand jobs? Uh, Damn it. Thriller should be uh, number one, right? Maybe should have handed out hand jobs. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, so <laughs> to people who can actually afford it. Exactly. Um, so twenty-four times platinum, the white album. For the that's world. amazing amount of sales when yep. you stop to think about that. It is. It's incredible. Right. And that's what I have for you this morning in the music news. Almost said <laughs> it was our file. Almost said it. I've got turkey. Hey, look, turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. Hey, wow. uh, I'll take. Uh, college number 15 and 16, and I'll give you my last six packs of coupons good for six full-size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon. You know, my wife is addicted to the turkey bacon, loves it, actually injects it. Wow. I've seen her. She's tying off. Inje- no, she loves it, so it, it's uh, uh, she, she thinks it's far superior to uh, regular bacon. We should get her on these endorsements. Absolutely. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. You can find Godshall's turkey bacon 
at Walmart, Sam's Club, Acme Redner's ShopRite, or you can ask for Godshalls at your local grocer. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. What's next? Here we are at the end of today's program, and it's uh, like 10 minutes to 11. Long one today. We had a lot of guests on the program, so I need to take this moment to thank uh, some of our guests who are on. In fact, you know what? I'll thank all of them. Wouldn't that yes, be nice? Yes, why not, all. man? Uh, thank you to writer-director Neil Jordan. Yeah, how cool is that? Movie Greta is in theaters on March 1st, and he popped in for a little while today. Our buddy Frank Caliendo. Yes. Frank was great. Uh, what did he call Recurring friend? Recurring yeah. friend. That's what he called himself, recurring friend. Yeah. We'll be at Parks Casino tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, Mr. Skin was on the yeah. show. 20th Annual Anatomy Awards are up now if you want to check those off. off uh, the uh, the great Rich Voss was here as well. Rich is awesome. Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. The early show tomorrow, I believe, is sold out, so a heads up on that. John Retzenberger yeah. from Toy Story 4. In what a day. What a day. June 21st. And thank you to Godshall's Turkey Bacon for supplying okay, food okay. this morning. I would like to mention a, uh, there's a few things. There's, number one, there's some appearances going on this weekend. Uh, but there's also a charity event. I wanted to give this one more plug. It's the Miles for Smiles 5K and One Mile Walk. It's in Royersford. It'll be tomorrow at 10 a.m. at uh, Pope John Paul II High School. <laughs> You can uh, sign up for at uh, runtheday.com. And this is for uh, pediatric brain tumor research. Mm. Uh, Megan, who got this thing started, her, her she lost her two-year-old daughter, um, which was uh, horrible, to brain cancer. Uh, so they are carrying on uh, their daughter uh, Emily's legacy by having this, and also just trying to help people out. It's wonderful. So it's a it's a great uh, event, and so it's runtheday.com. And tomorrow is looking like they, it's going to be in the morning, so I think you're going to be all right. There's rain calling for later in the day. It's, a, but it's yeah. going to be like 45 degrees, so it should be good for... It's not bad. should be good for a race uh, tomorrow. So anyhow, I wanted to give that a plug. Brent Porsche hey. is here. Hey. Good morning, everybody. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Now, you've got an appearance you wanted to hit, too. Yeah, if you don't mind. Is no, cool? do it. Uh, Sunday, I'm going to be out at the T-Mobile store, 1480 Blackwood Clementon Road, which I believe is Clementon, even though it says it's Blackwood. It's Clementon. I'm uh, going to be there with the MM Army. i got tickets to Muse. Mm. Rival Sons and Slayer to wow. get away between noon and two on Sunday. That's nice. nice. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, a couple other appearances. Where'd they go, Case? Oh, I just chucked it. Oh, you did, I th- yeah. I, I thought w- you were done already. No, <laughs> no. I, I wanted to mention. Man. We'll do the. You know what? Let's do the letter of the day first. Yeah. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. By the letter Y's. And yes, it's Friday. Uh, it is, man. Caller 7, you get a chance to win if you know the word. 215 263 WMMR. Marissa has a calendar raid tonight. She will be at Piccadilly Inn. And uh, Elsie and Alexa, the calendar girls, are going to be joining her for that. Yeah, I love going down to the Piccadilly. Not only do they have great food, but like we don't get down there very often. So please come out and hang oh, out 7 to 9. Okay. Tonight is that calendar raid. And then tomorrow, I'm going to be at the Sprint Store at 12th and Chestnut Street. Um, and we're going to be giving away a VIP package for the Carbo Classic. So if you're thinking about coming 
coming up to the Cardboard Classic. Yeah. Come on, uh, stop by. You can enter to win lift tickets and this big VIP package with an overnight stay. And everybody who comes out gets a Cardboard Classic beanie. Oh, so really? Beanie. Totally worth stopping by just for the hat. What I time? honestly, I love, I love those beanies. Oh, what, yes. What time, Maris? Uh, noon to 2. Okay. 12th and Chestnut? Yep. Okay. All right. The Sprint Store. Make sure you stop by there. And then, Nick, you're going to be at Pink's Hot Dogs. Yes. Uh, exact same time as Marissa. So uh, if you're adventurous, try both. But if you're in the Burbs, come to the King of Prussia Mall. Uh, Pink's Hot Dog. My dad will be there. Uh, so <laughs> uh, stop by, meet Tom. Uh, but yeah, it's it, they were in last week and uh, they brought in these great hot dogs. They're expanding into our area. They're from uh, uh, Los Angeles uh, uh, originally. And it's that new bridge part of the mall in between yeah. what was the court and what was the plaza and the mm-hmm. fancy new food court area. So noon to two tomorrow, King of Prussia Mall. Pink's hot dogs. I understand your dad uh, rented a Ryder truck. He did, yes. And uh, he'll be backing that up to the back of Pink's and uh, unloading all of them. You should make him pay for his hot dogs. There's there's no way. I was just going to say, what is your dad going to do in that part of the mall? uh, The the over-under is going to be how much mustard ends up on his shirt. Yeah. I would like 1,000 hot dogs, please. Join Nick and his dad. Yeah. Noon to two tomorrow. Pinks tomorrow. King of Prussia Mall. All right, so we're looking for caller number seven, and I think we have her. It's Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning, guys. I, uh, the whole time I was here in REM, I was thinking back to your Y100 $100,000 contest. Yeah, somebody wow. emailed me about that wow. the other day asking what the three songs were. Yeah. And they knew it was that one. And uh, It was they, Green Day. Well, yeah, but they, they added another one. They couldn't figure out what the third one. It was. You ought to know. What's that? You ought to know? You ought to know. Oh. Morissette. By Alanis Morissette. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, it was Good Riddance by uh, Green Day was the yep. third song. Wow, nice. Well, I don't have $100,000 to give away, Lisa, but I do have a six-pack of pit tickets for the MMRBQ, if you know what the word of the week is. Fly. Fly? Fly like the flyers. There you go. Congratulations. Nice job, Lisa. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. Uh, Bud Light six-pack of pit tickets for... MMRBQ 2019. And, uh, of course, there's going to be, wow, Shinedown, Joan Jett, The Struts, Evanescence, Fozzie, The Glorious Sons, Bad Wolves, and Serravo. <laughs> Lawn tickets are still just $24.50 while supplies last. Uh, complete information at WMMR.com. WMMR. MMRBQ 2019 presented by Bud Light, brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. I like this is really yeah. off key part. That's hard to do. Flyers. Uh, Brent, you've got the whole day laid out before you. Yeah, I'm stoked it's Friday. Last day I'm in for PA. Should be back on Monday. Workforce Blocks today. Dave Matthews Band. The on sale was about an hour or so ago via Ticketmaster.com. We'll also have a pair of tickets to throw your way. Uh, Breaking Ben, Chevelle, Three Days Grace, and uh, Dorothy, that big Diamani show that's coming to BB&T. I'll have tickets for that. We're going to do a big workforce block of Breaking Ben and Three Doors Down. Nice. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Brent. And uh, I'm going to... Thank our sponsors. The President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by Godshaw's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon with 80% less fat than pork bacon. And Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas, JFBB, where the snow comes first. Yes. Hey, you know what? We should wish Tom in the studio a happy birthday. Yay. We have a happy birthday, Tom! 
sat here the whole time with a SpongeBob SquarePants party hat on. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. Next week on the program, comedian Mark Norman will be in our studio. Uh, also, comedian Ali Sadiq will be here. We will speak to actor Mads Mickelson. Very cool. We will also have from the Philadelphia Union, Matt Fries and CJ Sapong in our studio. And we'll be at Jack Frost for the Cardboard Classic one week from today. Dear God. We hope to see you there. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you on Monday, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve love you, hate you, lie. Listen, there's a name for people like you who sit in a restaurant for five hours at the same table. They're called campers, and that's what you were tonight. You should leave me like a hundred dollars rental on your table. Next message. It's Friday, bitches! By the way, it's Laurel, you dumb Next message. Harry Ballstack, Harry Harry Ballstack, Harry Ballstack, Harry Harry Ballstack, Harry Ballstack, Harry Harry Ballstack. Can't get the song out of my head. I can't do it. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.